Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Eric Lang Show. Guest today, I mean, we've only known each other for about 10 minutes. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure we're best friends. It's special. Where's your... Oh, your mic. I I need to turn your mic on. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The friendship just ended. We just, just just like, foregone it. So, Dave Animal. Yes, sir. You, we, we, I was at dinner... Uh, two weeks ago, okay, and my friend said, "Oh, geez, you should really play golf with Dave Annable." And I was like, "He's coming on the podcast because you know you have you corresponded with Jeff at all?" Uh, yeah, actually, just for two seconds when right. uh, I wanted to see if you guys wanted any coffee or anything. <laughs> yeah. So actually, Dave, for for those of you at home, if you ever go on a podcast, the thing you can do to separate yourself from everyone else on planet Earth is to offer the the producer and the host coffee. Jeff, unfortunately, he's not here. Yeah, yeah. He he had something else to do that was, I guess, more important. <laughs> I don't know. But Jeff does a really good job of, you know, just reaching out to people mm-hmm. who are into golf and that are interesting people. And he was like, let's do Dave Annable. And I was like, great, looks great. And then literally, I'm sitting with Andrew, our mutual friend, mm-hmm. and he goes, Dave Annable. And I was like, and, and apparently we have a lot in common, I- aside from, uh, like, basically about future George Clooney-esque people. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, right. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think it was a crazy coincidence, and your name has come up like literally over the last two or three weeks. Uh, I would say about a dozen times. I need to hear all of them right now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was all me saying, "Who the fuck is Eric Lang?" I need to verify these these mentions. Yeah, no, but it was uh, it was so. Is, I'll pull this down. There. I'll pull it down. Yeah. Okay. Now, well, because I'm gonna see your eyes. Oh yeah, there you I go. Got, I had like the disc, you know, in front of the mic. I'm telling mm. people at home, there's okay. like a okay. disc in front of Dave's mic. And I just didn't want to cover your face. I get it. Yeah, you know, you just once you once you get, once you lock in, it's tough to get right. out. You know. Well, in the beginning, we would do the podcast on the same side. Okay. And then you're not looking. At, you're over here. You're not looking at the mic. Yeah. And then we tried it on the corner, and the, this is the best physics. But actually, well, apparently, uh, Richard Branson says the best way to do an interview is walking. But that's hard for really. Hard that makes for, sense. It makes a podcast hard. Energy. And Ener- energy. I think it's. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I didn't read the article. We gotta ask Richard. <laughs> We got his, he's the next guest, right? right? Talk golf. That'd be amazing. Yeah. I mean, golf on the moon. Yeah, he can make that happen. Only sport to be played on the moon. Right? Wait, I'm curious to hear about all these mentions. Like, are they? Are they? Are people actually? It, it comes up. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, obviously Andrew, and then uh, over at uh, I just had the great fortune of playing Wilshire uh, last week with a Wait, new member. Not your first time. No, no, I played a few times. Right, uh, a few. You live times. right next. to I that. live right next to it and been fortunate. Uh, Derek Haas, uh, dude, Derek, ha- yeah, Derek Haas is my first round there ever. Really? Mine, actually, mine too. He is such a nice guy, such a great guy, such a great guy. My wife worked with him on a movie uh, called The Double. In I worked on The Double. Bullshit. I was in Detroit for a month. Bullshit. It was when I first got into golf, guys. We're gonna turn the podcast <laughs> off. This is fucked. No shit. Yeah, my wife. What was did your wife that. do on it? She was an actor. She played uh, Topher's wife. Well, they had the baby she had seen like in a library with gear that's right. and I she's came up in to the visit. house at the end yeah that's right I went to visit there there's not much going on in Detroit dude it was capital depressing like, <laughs> yeah it was, it was uh, fucked yeah I was there like literally I flew in for like it was 48 hours or something like that and it was I mean what scenes did you watch get shot I watched her uh, and Topher and the baby in in the house. There was okay. some scene in the house, right? But I remember like sitting in Richard Gere's seat and feeling like the coolest. I took a million <laughs> pictures, like this a nerd. Like Ten years ago, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, it was it was quite a while ago. Bro, it was so funny. This is crazy. So, did you ever read that story about the two Chinese people that were married, and then they realized 
after they were married that they had actually been in the backgrounds of each other's photos years before they met. No, uh, uh, no, I don't think I, I saw that one. Dude, it's crazy. There's like a photo of him at a monument, and then you see her in the no background, shit. and she has the same photo, and it's the same moment. Wow. So we had that experience. We kind of had that experience. Like, that's, that's, and that is 10 years ago, that's I think for sure. Crazy. Yeah, so funny. My wife was on that. Um, so when I was on the double, I got, so I used to do behind the scenes for movies. Okay. Like, I was just like a hustler. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and they would call me in and I would go. And so I went to Detroit. I met Derek there. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember how I got the job. And um, I had just gotten into golf. Wow. And so Derek. And, uh, Michael, Michael, Michael Brand, Michael's into golf. Mm-hmm. And then there was a third, one of the producers, uh, I want to say Richard. Anyway, a third guy, know. they would always go play golf. Wow. And I was like, not, I wanted to play with them, but I was also like, so, uh, I wasn't good. Mm. I didn't know anything about golf. I bought a pair of, I bought a set of clubs there in Detroit. Yeah. And that was my first set of clubs. <laughs> oh, I bought a set of ping I twos. And I would go every day. I would just try to get done as fast as I could. Wow. And I would just scoot out. Because there's a lot of great golf in Michigan. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what, uh, what courses were you playing? No clue. No clue, yeah. Like, just, this <laughs> is like golf blackout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, the courses I was playing were the ones that were under $20. Yeah, you know, it was like It was like yeah. Twilight. I would just play 16, 14. Oh, and you work hard on a movie, especially like in that, in that position. That, the that EPK, position. The yeah. EPK guy is literally, I'm trying to sell ice cream. Yeah. And no one wants it. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. I interviewed Richard Gere and I was like, just fucking shit, like totally scared. But then I remember, I, it's so fucking weird that we're talking about this right now because I just realized one other thing. Talk to me. In the car an hour ago, I thought about that time that I called Derek af- a year after filming. Because when we were filming, Derek said, let me know when you're going to come play Wilshire. I'd mm-hmm. love to have you. And I don't know. When did you start playing golf? Uh, I started when I was a kid. Like, wow. Uh, it, was a, it was a real uh, family um, kind of tradition. Like my grandfather taught my dad and then my dad taught me. So every Sunday sort of growing up, you know, hit or miss, but, uh, it would be a foursome, my grandfather, my dad, me and my sister. And it was a little nine hole course, right where I was from in, uh, in upstate New York. And we near play, Buffalo? uh, no, sort of like it's upstate, but it's, it's, uh, in between Manhattan and Albany. So, okay. Uh, like on or- the Orange there. County, Orange County, New York. Okay. So it was a little nine-hole course, and it had two tee boxes, so you walk around, and uh, it was a, built on an old runway. It's called Whoa. Scott's Corner, so, I mean, you could you get some roll out of the ball. We should go play there together. I mean, dude, it was amazing. It, it was funny. I, like, after this whole thing in L.A. happened, uh, you know, I went back. When my folks were still there, and, and we went and played around, and they were so happy. I mean, you know, the clubhouse is, like, the size of a, a bedroom, like a small <laughs> bedroom. And, uh, but they're the kindest people. And we, so that was, that was golf for me. So growing up and it was, it was just kind of all family and, you know, we tee off at like six thirty Sunday oh. morning and, uh, you know, and what kind of characters were filling up the course when you were a kid? I mean, is this like a rural upstate or like kind of, uh, yeah, it's sort suburban? Of, yeah. Very suburban, very okay. rural. Um, a lot of cows where right. we're from, uh, but it, it was great. I mean, it was such a great, you know, that's why golf is so uh, special to me because obviously it, you know, brings in that sort of family aspect for, for me. And, and my dad was like, you know, he's like, I was being selfish. It's the best decision I ever made was to teach you golf. He was like, cause I want to fucking play golf. And I just like would bring the kid and bring you and your mom like would be happy. Cause I took the kids and, and now my, you know, my daughter's two and a half and, 
I don't want to say I want to force her into anything, Air but uh, yeah, I'm already, she's already working on her golf swing at home. I go, golf, golf, yeah. you dream about golf. You're like little wheezy. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so that was, uh, that was, you know, that's super cool. That's where, you know, sort of golf start for me. I'm so excited. Are you, are you pack, I'm so excited to play golf with you. Are yeah. you packing like an incredible handicap? Are you, no. are you Marler status? I should be way better than right. I am. <laughs> I should, let me just get that. I should be way fucking better. Yeah. And especially I think everyone listening is nodding. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you know, especially like as an actor, it's a unique, you know, job where we're, we're working all the time or we're off. Right. And when we're off, you got to like stay busy. Right. And, you know, it's it sort of golf has become, you know, I think kind of a version of meditation in my life where, it's, it's quiet it's space, uh, it's buddies, it's, right. you know, it's time away and, you know, you sort of need that time. And, and, uh, so I, you know, I try and get out like once, at least once a week, but you know, I had two, I had a fucking crazy, crazy injury what on happened? the golf course. Which oh is no. Crazy. Well, Did you get hit with the ball? No, weirdly, dude. So I was playing Angeles. You played Angeles yeah, yeah. National Open? Yeah. On number when nine. When I was feeling fancy, I would go there in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, same, same. When I was that, like, I got a little money to burn. Yeah. $55. That, that was my half country club membership. Like, my, right. my bucket list, my dream is to always join a country right. club. Cause I actually met one of my good friends at Wilshire on mm-hmm. the range at Angeles. No Daniel, way. Daniel Libman. Maybe you know Daniel. Uh, he's a writer. He wrote uh, Happy, uh, Happy, fuck, I'm sorry, Daniel. Gilmore? Happy, no, that's Adam Sandler. Yeah. Uh, happy Valley, Happy People. Happy, happy endings. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah great show. Brother. Yeah. Yeah. We met on the range there and, uh, and we were both like, we played golf and we remained friends and we would play golf. And then we were both like, man, one day we'll join a real club you know? <laughs> one day. And literally then like years later, where we I, both I, joined. I saw him at Wilshire, I was like, what the fuck are you doing here? He's like, I joined. What are you doing? I was like, I joined. <laughs> no shit. It was super cool. So, okay. So you're in Angeles. Yeah. So I'm in Angeles. Uh, I'm playing with three buddies. We're, you know, we're having a great time drinking Smoking and having a good time, and uh, I hit a ball. It's like Willie Nelson. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> it was Willie Nelson. In yeah. The <laughs> Actually, we weren't even playing golf. I was on my couch. <laughs> um, no, so I, I hit a ball off right. I don't know. Must have hit a sprinkler head or something. Into into out of bounds, and I uh, went to pick so it up. There's so much OB there. And I went to pick it up, and I just never even thought about this. A fucking branch just sliced my cornea like literally right in half. Oh no. And I was like. I was like, yeah, I grab my eye. And again, this was 18, right? So you're, go, you're 18 years old. No, this is eight, 18th hole. Oh, this, no. This, this plays into effect, right? So I'm like, oh, fuck. I was like trying to breathe through it because I knew it was real. I opened my eye. I couldn't see shit. Whoa. And my buddy's like, um, he takes a look. He's like, oh, shit. Okay. He calls like over, call, yeah, calls over. It was. And he calls over my other buddy, my other buddy, who literally is beating me for the very first time. <laughs> I'm like, he's like, we got to go. We got to go to the hospital. He's like, well, can, can we finish out first? I mean, like, I got to approach it. No, that's what, what he's saying, because he wants to fucking beat me. What and dude. I'm like, my fucking eyes bleeding. He's like, can we finish? Like, you, know? you look like a Marvel character. Yeah. Like, you're just like a Rorschach. <laughs> Seriously. You had to see, like, all the eye patch gifts that I got after that. How but, long were you patched up? So, uh, it's now, it was a total of three eye surgeries and, no. and I still can't see 2020 out of the, uh, this eye. So like for six months I was seeing 2100 cause it was an injury. Like I had LASIK, you know, back in the day. Right. And I guess the protein and cells were growing inside that pocket, like on my flap. So basically you're oh, awake, no. dude, this fucked up and you're awake and they slice you know the thing and i see the motherfucker sewing my eye as i'm like awake and it was like it was great and oh, it was crazy but from i'm squirming golf, from a golf injury so now like you know it's the ongoing joke that i have one eye every time we play golf you know they're like dave uh you know what you know 
once you pick up on it, I'm like, uh, too soon, guys, too soon. Like, <laughs> anytime those jokes and come in. But, right. uh, yeah, and then I had wrist surgery over here at Pulsun playing hockey. So, you know, those two ice injuries. Hockey? Yeah, ice hockey. Fucking jeez. So those two injuries sort of set my handicap is, you know, right. I 'm like a 12 right now like I'm 12's, real 12 is respectable it's a hard working you yeah. know like I'm a hard yeah. working blue collar so like I just played Wilshire, a shot 84 or 83 84 at Wilshire. Is a good score at Wilshire yeah I'll take really it. good I'll take it you know you got to keep the ball in play off the team. 83 for me is a good day at Wilshire yeah, it's not yeah. a bad day it's not a great day what's your low there 74. Yeah, man. That's impressive. With a bogey on 18. Really? Yeah, and I was looking. I wanted birdie. I was hitting the ball great off the tee. Yeah. Uh, but I just pushed it right in the water. Oh, shit. That's 18 for 18 you, 18's tough. Anywhere on that right side of the fairway <sighs> just goes right in. Well, Wilshire's such an interesting course because, you know, like every course has their idiosyncrasies. But mm. Wilshire, in one way, maybe its main fault is that every tee shot is set up OB right. Mm-hmm. Every tee shot. Mm. It is set up in a, a counterclockwise fashion. And so with the property line, every tee shot, if you hit a cut, wow. but actually a cut is the better shot on the course because you can aim at the middle of the property and bring it back into the fairway. Mm-hmm. But I play a draw. So, right, right. so when I block it, it, you got to start out right. Yeah. When I block it or go to my old swing, mm-hmm. which is a cut yeah. and I do the two way miss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden I yeah. mean Poulter. Yeah. Meet Sergio Garcia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually just did that too and the on the whole I think it was it nine where you aim at the Roosevelt yeah Royale yeah, yeah, yeah. the Royale song. so yeah I was playing really great and then uh, I doubled that hole because I pushed it same yeah. thing pushed it right you I pushed it in the, the porn house yeah, it was a porn they house they shoot porn there shot shot past tense <laughs> all of a sudden yeah. tomorrow you see me out in the backyard <laughs> just like just like with binoculars. Yeah, yeah great. <laughs> I'm they, looking for my ball. Yeah, ball, yeah. Ball. You guys need a sound guy? I think my shaft is in here. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> it works. It works. So, so, okay. But so this morning. Yes. I'm in the car. I, I woke up at 4.30 today to go do a lesson. Okay. You woke up at 4.30? I do. Why? Just na- sort of naturally. It's my weird. Goodness. I'm like such an early guy. But I go to bed at like... <laughs> 11? 7. 7 p.m.? 7.30. Like I put no the way. kid... I swear to God. Like if there's nothing going on and like my wife and I are like laying in bed... Because usually not. <laughs> Sorry, babe. I love you. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> help. 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 <laughs> um, no, no. She's good. Yeah. Um, Honeymoon. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah. I, I like, you know, I'll fall asleep with the, with the TV on. But like 10. No. 10's like a... Ten's like a night out. Ten's like a big night. Ten's like a Ten's night. like game night. Ten's like a night for me. It's like, like you want to get a hold of me, you don't try after six right. p.m. Ten is like you're in Vegas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ten, yeah, ten's like a birthday party, but like for the inner circle. No you know? way. Yeah, that's it's, awesome. Yeah, it's true. It's uh, but it's cool. I wake up early, but I love early. There's just yeah, nobody around. Quiet. It's quiet. It's, it's the only quiet time in L.A. Literally, it's my favorite time to drive. Yeah, I'll, I'll, my wife needs an errand that I, you know, the, the store doesn't have to open or anything. And fucking, I'll just drive around. It's great, amazing. Yeah, yeah. You, where do you get coffee at that hour? You make it at the home. I do. I was in a Starbucks, Starbucks? Kind of thing, but then hey, don't don't self hate on I, Starbucks. I, I don't, but you know, I like I mean, Starbucks when I'm in another country. Like I'm jamming on it. But it's five bucks a cup. That adds what are you up. getting? You're getting almond lattes. Yeah, almond milk latte. Almond yeah. milk latte. But now I make them home. Oh, you do. You got a little like we got a little thing, Nespresso. What, okay, do you do the pods? Yep. Right. Do the pods. That's the easiest way to live life. It is. Oh, it's great. The time that you have saved by using an espresso mm. is money. Yeah, I mean, time is money, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. And plus, my wife's like, "Don't go to Starbucks anymore." Yes, babe. Sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What did you say? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Help okay. me fix this. Yeah. Hang on. I'm just talking to my friend. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm in the car this morning, and I'm in a ton of traffic driving back from my lesson this morning. Okay. 
I got the golf bug bad right now. Oh, I love me too. I'm like, I'm like lessons. I'm like, I'm like thinking about golf. Is that where you take your lessons over at Wilshire? I go to Long Beach. Shit. Yeah, man. Oh, so, shit. So I get there in 38 minutes. Okay. I get home in an hour 20. Yeah. And I, yeah. You're probably driving back in traffic. Time. Just in traffic. Yeah. But luckily my car, I don't have a terribly fancy car, mm-hmm. but it's like, it has adaptive cruise control. So well, I literally just, all I have to do is not drive into a different lane. Wow. So I can kind of like text and drive the entire way. That's. Which is fucked up. Which is. I'm sorry. But just don't get caught. Yeah, I'm sorry. Know? Well, no, here's what I do. I have my phone on the dashboard. Yeah. So I'm allowed to text and drive if it's yeah. on the dashboard. It's no handheld cell phone use. That's the law. Yeah. And there's no excuse now not to get that. The windshield. Yeah. I just, I just got one. Plus it's like. What what the fuck? I can't text and drive, but I can eat a sandwich and flip the radio. <laughs> yeah. Like that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I know. Well, I got a, I got a texting and driving ticket. You did, and the cop was a flaming asshole. Really? Yeah. Anyway, he saw you. He saw what the head down. And he said, "I saw the cell phone in your hand," and I was like, "Dude, yeah, everyone's got what." You know, I was like, I'm, I was also speeding. Relax. I mean, could you <laughs> could you deny it? <laughs> That's hilarious. No, well, I probably at the time I could have. And at the time I was, uh, I, I'm an ex-smoker. Okay. And at the time I was, so I was nervous. Cause, yeah, cause yeah, he, yeah. Cause he pulled me over. So I lit a cigarette. Yeah. Yeah. And then he rained down on me. Like, like I was cool hand loop. Yeah. Really? He was like, are you kidding me? And I was like, um, about what? And he's like, you're smoking in my presence. And I was like, uh, I, I'm sorry. Are you a non-smoker? And he's like, it shouldn't even matter. And I was like, I'm really sorry. I'm totally stressed out right now. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, <laughs> yeah, you're not I don't get pulled ticket. over. I don't speed in the presence of law enforcement. And so then I, it's crazy, dude. Then I chuck the cig and he goes, are you kidding? Well, that's stupid. Well, he told me to <laughs> chuck it. So I chucked it. And then dude, no joke. He goes, he goes, I'm going to write you a ticket for that. And I was like, what for littering? He's like, yeah. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm really sorry, man. I'm having a bad day. I'm really sorry. What can I do? I don't mean to offend you. And yeah, I didn't, yeah. I wasn't trying to, offend yeah, of him. course. Yeah. But he was taking it all very offensive. And he goes, um, I'm going to need you to just pick that up and put it all in your pocket. And I was like, holy shit, dude. So <laughs> like this guy, got, he's got my number. Yeah. I'm the dirt bag. And so I go pick up the cigarette and he's, I was like, cool. Are we good? And he's like, no, there's tobacco and ash all over the ground. Oh, shit. I was like, bro, <laughs> there are murders happening in this city and there are homeless people literally going crazy. And like, I'm an upstanding citizen who pays my taxes and this is the treatment we get. Like, the side of the car says respect. I don't know. Whatever. I love cops. I love <laughs> yeah. firemen. I love the military. But obviously in every industry, even golf, you're going to get a couple, um, you know, moldy peaches. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't his day. <laughs> Either of us. Yeah. And he's like, let me pass that along. So anyway, I mean, everyone's got one of those stories. But I'm in the car this morning mm-hmm. driving home in this traffic and Derek Haas comes to my mind. And I thought about my experience now of being a member at a private club, which mm-hmm. is so foreign to me. Mm-hmm. Now for three years and my experience of really wanting to bring people who aren't members and yeah. wanting to share that experience because I feel so lucky. Like I wouldn't have joined if it weren't for my ex-wife who, you know, basically made it financially possible at the time. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any money then. Now, surprisingly, I'm somehow able to pay my dues every, you know, month or so. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I was just reflecting back on the experience of Derek inviting me and me like, you know, being so new at golf and not being like able to take him up on it Mm -hmm. for a while Mm. you know and then finally i was remembering the experience of texting him a year later and i was with my friend who didn't play golf and i was like what do i write him Mm. i don't know what to say wow and he's like just tell him you want a game 
Mm. And I was like, okay. I was like, That's hey, Derek. all I had to do? I was like, hey, Derek, it's Eric. I worked on the double with you. I'd love to get a golf game. And he wrote back immediately and wrote, great, how's Wednesday? Oh, shit. Because his regular so- game is Wednesday or Thursday or whatever, but... That's so rad. He, I mean, I was so grateful. I mean, it was the same, you know. Uh, when was this you played the first time? Um, at, you know, right after the double. So it must have been. No shit. Yeah. Who you like? Yeah. I mean, it was literally, it was right after the double because that's where I met him. Right. As well. And uh, it was, I mean, super, super grateful. You know, like I said, I grew up in a small town, so we were playing a little local nine hole. But like, so to go to a country club and I, you know, it's a, such a gorgeous like locker room. I mean, Very it's, nice. it's beautiful. So Green kind of, carpet. Yeah, I was like, dude, this rocks. You know, <laughs> and the whole time I just remember having a blast. I played with him and Michael. Right. And it was such a blast. And, uh, you know, so now over the years, you know, and that course, uh, golf is my passion. I always I love golf. So when I bought that house, it was always like, that's, I got to join Wilshire. That's you know, the place. That's the place. You know, I could be there in three minutes, you oh. know. To be amazing. That is ideal. And then, you know, to get that invite, was, so I got to play it that first time. I mean, it was, it was amazing. And now, uh, you know, I have a couple buddies there that once in a while I get to, to go play. And it's, it's uh, I mean, it's the bucket list. Come right. On, come on, babe. Get rich and famous. <laughs> Please. Your daughter or your wife? My wife. <laughs> My daughter, no. I, uh, I I don't know what your wife does. Can you tell uh, me? Oh, she's an actor. She's, uh, oh, she's an actor. She was, yeah, she yeah. was in, of course. Right, right. I missed that. Yeah. Yeah. So she's, uh, yeah, she's been working. You know, Should we spend the rest of the podcast talking about her? <laughs> she would love that, I think. <laughs> and then I could show it to her and be like, look, babe. Right, right. Yeah, go, I love you. Yeah, I love you. Yeah, See, we yeah. talked about it. So I'll, I'll take 10%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so, okay. So you, you, so when did you come out to LA? So I came out to LA about 15 years ago now. Okay. I know, uh, obviously in New York and it was in Manhattan and, you know, I'd always heard stories about LA and actors and, you know, I, I just didn't want to come to LA and, and sort of wait tables. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I just yeah. wanted to stay with my family until, you know, were you doing reason. that in New York city or New York state? Uh, New York city. I moved down, okay. you know, crazy story. I went to SUNY Plattsburgh okay. and, um, I never really, it's a good act- school, right? Uh, it was, yeah, good for, for, <laughs> few a lot of reasons but no it was amazing it was such an incredible experience they have their own television station there right wow so i weirdly like always wanted to be on tv but never thought about acting weirdly right and so then, wait how are you going to do that you're going to yeah, be like, i don't a really know yeah exactly <laughs> i just try and make as many news broadcasts yeah. as possible streaker yeah <laughs> professional streaker <laughs> weatherman um la so, story one of my favorite movies yeah Weather, la weatherman yeah steve martin oh my god some Incredible. Yeah. Um, so we, uh, so basically in, in, um, in college, I was, uh, there was this girl that I thought was really hot and she was trying out for Macbeth and I was like, yeah, fucking I'll try out for Macbeth. Amazing. So, uh, did that. I got like a, I got a little part, which was like eight lines and then I die <laughs> in a sword fight and then my, my parents were great. They drove up like, you know, four hours to, to come see the play and, and all that stuff. And then I sort of weirdly fell in love with it. And then I got an agent at this random ass thing, like where you see in your hometown paper, right? It's like calling all actors and models, you know, come to the Holiday Inn. And I remember like and being- this is in Orange County? This is in Orange County. Right. And What's the name of the town itself? Uh, Walden. Walden, New York. Walden. Where I'm from, yeah. Like, like, like the author? Yeah. The, like, the, the like, uh, Walden Books. W-A-L-D-E-N. Oh. Yeah. Not like Walden Pond, though. Is that a different? That's like in different, different place. Yeah, okay, different okay. place. Yeah. So on. my sister was like, um, you know, Dave, you keep saying you want to be an actor, but you got to fucking, you know, do something about it. So she's like, 
you know, go to this thing. And I was she's like, how, uh, in relation younger, to you? younger sister. Okay. And she Cornell doctor, like she, she got all slam. <laughs> yeah. She got all that. <laughs> like most, boys, you know, class president and shit. Right, right. Not, no. So basically then she's like, all right, I was like, I'll go. If you come with me, she's like, all right, I'll go. So then I went and made a few callbacks and then you go to Virginia and you pay like, you know, it's a big money making thing for them. Right. So you pay $1,100. And the first day you like literally walk down a runway and the second day, it, I mean, there's probably like 300 kids. This is like Hunger all, Games. Yeah, like all, yeah, like all, <laughs> all ages. And the second day, you have your headshot and your resume, and you walk by like 15 sitting agents, and you're just like, "Hi, how are you? Hi, how's it going? Hey, how are you?" And you're waiting for them to. And and no, they don't pick you out right there. You wait for your number to be called, like after the fact. It was really, really bizarre, but weirdly, I got a commercial agent out of it. Amazing. And I'm, you know, I'm like uh, 19 in college or whatever. So I had my buddy. I played rugby up in college, so I had my buddy take my headshots, and I'm like Amazing. in a black turtleneck. And so I was commuting by bus for commercial auditions. Like, and did you like have, when, when did you get the salt and pepper look? Uh, once I married the Cuban uh, in my life. <laughs> no, uh, I started getting gray hair, I think like 27, 28. It is like a that. solid look. Dude, I mean, you must love it. Yeah. I, I mean, right now it, it's working because it's like sort of gimmicky and new, but right. like it's going one direction. Like that's <laughs> I'm literally going to be fucking salt by the end of this interview. Like it's crazy. So, um, so yeah, then I, I moved down to the city and then I was working at Caroline's comedy club while I started doing commercials and I did like six national commercials my first year. And then I was like, Oh shit, this is that's working. a lot of money, right? Yeah. That's like a couple hundred grand or a hundred grand or something. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely like I mean, my first six figures and like coming from nothing. A I, national I like, commercial pays. It used to, I, I don't know if it still does, but I mean, it used to like, you know, one day's work, I shot like a Starburst commercial and we shot two different endings. So it was basically two different commercials. And I was like, this is amazing i bought my first phone you know it was like it was it was insane so uh, you had a cell phone back in uh what like 99 like early days no i was late to everything you were I, late i had i had like what was it, the uh the motorola oh the StarTac, the flipper or yeah the, i had the flipper and then i had the one like the the little one it was only it wasn't a flip it was nokia uh, just like the bar yeah like I think the chocolate was, bar yeah 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 i think it was that, that was one. a good one um but yeah, kids, so then kids, kids these days have never even seen these devices. Dude, it's insane. And they've never seen, you know, they don't know life without a smartphone, no. which is. Did you ever have a, like, were you, I had a trio. No, it was You know, it was like a Blackberry meets an iPhone, but way before either. It was the first color screen. Really? So it was like a Blackberry keyboard with a color screen that was about the size of a business card. No shit. Anyway, yeah. And it had apps on it, but the apps didn't do shit. No, I was a Blackberry guy. I held out. And, right. and I'm the worst, like, getting back to people. So everyone's like, why the fuck do you have a Blackberry? If you shut up here with a Blackberry, <laughs> I would literally be like, holy shit. I we- tried. I tried to convince my wife to help convince me to go back to a flip phone. Like, because because oh, I, I just did this show uh, called Yellowstone. And we yeah, I like, want to hear about it. Yeah, it was cool. Where did you guys shoot it? We shot Montana awesome. and Utah. Park City. Awesome. I mean, fuck. It was the, the I, best. I, I don't even really know anything about this side of your life, but just from looking at you, mm-hmm. that's your jam. Yeah, oh, dude, like was, being in the wild west, which is so. This guy, which if is you so, don't know, David shows up tonight. Now he's he's a grizzly, good-looking <laughs> guy, and you're really fit. You've got a nice, well-fitted Mets cap, '86 Mets. Gary Carter, Daryl Strawberry, give me all of I them. I miss him. I miss him. Yeah, uh, they I shut mean, down Roger just, Clemens. It was just a champion. I mean, I was seven years old when that happened. I was I six. Yeah, you were six. Yeah. And I, I mean, it was, it was probably, maybe still holds up to be the greatest day of my mm. life. And the baseball cards had the faux wooden paneling. Oh, man. 
Tops complete set fleet team. I saw you know I, I have the package I watch and like listening to Keith Hernandez and Ron Darling right. you know just oh chat up. man I love I mean geez, I'm so they were the bad news bears of baseball they were they like some of the story they're all dead that, you see I know you see that uh thirty for thirty on uh, Dwight and Daryl it's crazy Dwight how couldn't. how good they could have been but drugs and yeah. they were just doing blow and, yeah. You know, all kinds of amphetamines and did, shit. Did you see No uh, uh, No, the uh, LSD no hitter documentary? No. It's pretty good. I heard about it. It's pretty good. He like didn't know he was going to pitch and he no. like took it. He took LSD because he was fucking around and then they're like, no, you got to work. And he was like, oh, okay. And he, and he pitched a no hitter. <laughs> That's so rad. Yeah. Wait, how do we get on the. Uh... Uh, yeah, sorry. So uh, Yellowstone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Your job. <laughs> yeah. Your yeah, paycheck. So, so uh, one of the cowboys, you know, they hired like real cowboys. One of the cowboys had a flip phone. And he's like, I just, I'm, it's so much less stress than having the smartphone of like, you know, because then you get, you know, tied up in the Instagrams and you're just, you're on your phone. All day. He's like, yeah, I'll just use it for a phone. I've thought about that. Yeah. But the thing is, I just use my phone. I would say 90% of my cell phone is work related. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whether I'm reading an article, an email, most, but it's That's funny because most texting is even like, if it's not work related, because I mean, I guess I don't know what it's like for you, but well, it's probably very different for you because mm-hmm. you're either on set working or you're not and you're, and you have a very clear situation with meetings and stuff like that. Right, right, right. For me, it's like, uh, everybody plays golf. And that's my job. And so it's not like a sleazy work at the room kind of thing, but it's like, oh, you know what? We should go here. And that's right. Simon's from there. So we'll call Simon. I'll text Simon really quick. That's the fastest way to get him. Yeah. Simon, are you free for a call? Yeah. Okay, cool. We'll call. And then it's like, oh, you know what? You send me this link. I'm going to look at it on my phone. Mm. And it's like, and actually that's how I justified buying the most expensive cell phone on earth. Don't say what it is. Okay. I won't. It's not. No, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Who cares? It's a fucking iPhone. But you know what I mean? It's like, but I was like, this is. In my pocket every day. Mm. I hate spending money, but like I was just like, why would I not have the best thing ever? Yeah. Anyway, so it's the same I, reason for having a good car in LA. You you spend so much time yeah. in traffic. I'm like, I just want to make sure I'm sitting in something I want to be in. Yeah. You know? That's that's why I worked actually. Mm. I did my job so mm. that I could have this. So so I, yeah, I can afford it. Richard Schiff? Yeah. I Mazda three. Schiff. Really? Mazda three. <laughs> oh, I was like, Richard, like you got an Emmy, bro. <laughs> like, three. I, I know a lot of waiters that are driving Beamers or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, I don't care. You know, I, we just, I just had this conversation this past weekend. My, uh, cause my lease is up and right. I need a new car. Cause you and, got a, a hybrid, like a SUV hybrid. Uh, no, I have just the Lexus trucks, the right. 460 debate. I used to have it's the a Lexus. Good car. It's a great my car. My ex had that car. But I'm, you know, bamboo steering wheel. Lease is up and, and we got, you know, we have the kid and I was like, right. I'm going to go fuck minivan i don't care like i don't i don't i don't fucking care i just I was, spit my water back into my glass i was like i don't mind you know they're gonna see me rolling out of that and maybe like oh maybe that's cooler think, than I think. town and country or kia kia carnival the uh the kia carnival is kind of the, jam. the kia carnival look good uh what was the honda i saw was, odyssey uh, the Odyssey. so here's the thing i'm a minivan i'm a minivan aficionado because when we travel is that what you get? Only minivans. And they rock, right? They fuck. And you know what else? They're expensive. They are. <laughs> They're they really are. expensive, dude. I know. I was looking at There's some like, uh, I'm blanking on the one, but there's some like Chrysler, I think. Came Town on. and Country. Yeah. Is that, That's is my that favorite. Oh, it's like That's a my pimped first out. Choice. Yeah. Yeah. Leather. Yeah. Armrests on every fucking seat. There's like 80,000 cup holders in there. It like has a water filter inside of it. I mean, you could live in it. 
you can properly live in it. It's and like I, a very nice RV. And then my wife's like, oh, you, you know, I, I get the practicality of like, you know, the weekends, <laughs> but like, Dave, you're going to show up to a fucking audition in a minivan? I'm like, yeah, getting their heads. Yeah. You know, this, <laughs> this guy don't give a fuck. <laughs> How will they see though at the audition? I don't know. You That's know, they're true. outside running lines. You know, they see me pulling up. Uh-uh, yeah. you know. Well, you know what you could do is, a minivan's probably cheaper than a Lexus. Yes. So what you could do is, here's okay. an idea, is, as your future manager, okay. minivan and then uh, lift uh, SUV to the uh, auditions. And that way you can run lines and not feel stressed about traffic. I'm just thinking. There you, I'm just thinking. There you go. But don't do Uber because Uber is a racist, sexist company. Nope. So go with Lyft. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Um, or I just buy a bicycle <laughs> and I use that money to join Wilshire. <laughs> And you quit acting. And I just quit. <laughs> no life. auditions. Yeah, babe. Really. How, about, how about no auditions? Yeah, yeah. How about minivan? How about I live your life yeah. right now? I love how that. How about uh, I make a shot on the PGA Tour? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or not. You yeah. know, I just hang around with them <laughs> and get to, you know, hit off the driving range. Bro, that is, minivan cracks me up. I, it, was, it was really, and, and we got into a real debate, you know, right. my, my family. Are and you still friends. considering it? No, I pulled the trigger. Okay, okay and I've never gone Dodge before. Right, but I'm getting a Dodge Durango. Oh, that's a good car. Is that's it a good car? Okay, yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. I don't know much it's about good. it. I don't know my uh, my um, not my brother-in-law, but my cousin's husband. Okay, uh, he works for them. Oh, really? And so he always had one of those. It's it's kind of a nice car. I mean, it's like you're sitting up. You're sporty, yeah. and you got a lot of room. You got a lot of room. It's got a third third seat, third row, third row. Yeah, when you, you got know? when you got more uh, when you create more people, create more people. It's, <laughs> Some things have to happen to create more people. I'm right. just kidding, man. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Get my tubes untied. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, you, get, you, get, you get your tubes untied? No. No. You got to have more kids. No, yeah. We're, we're for sure. I mean, if we're lucky enough to you know, go for, for two. We'll probably max out at two. Two's good. I mean, two's good. Two, I don't one, know. One's like a lot. A, one, I mean, I, yeah, the difference between one and two is nothing compared to the difference between zero and one. You know, I've heard like both sort of theories on this. You know, zero to one is the biggest, obvious life yeah. changer. Like, yeah. because all of a sudden you're like, what the Say fuck goodbye. is this? Yeah. But then two is like, it, you obviously still have that the sort of format, you know, you know what's going on. But then that second kid, right? You're just, no one gets a break. Right. You know, like you're, you're all hands on deck right there. Yeah. Playing zone coverage for him the whole time. <laughs> so, red, red zone. Yeah, red zone. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know. I, most of my friends with two look miserable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No sleep. No sleep. Did just, you guys need the IVF or anything like that? Or are you just... Clean? No, we, we, were, we were pretty You're good. genetically we, sufficient? Yeah. <laughs> I felt real good, though, you know, because... Yeah. Having sex the or... First, well, no. it was the first, you know, to my... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't there. It was great. Um, no, it was uh, uh, it was, was my first time, you know, get, getting a girl pregnant. So, right. you know, you have that Cheers. fear. Yeah, it was like, it was like, yo, does my shit work? You know, I smoked yeah. a lot of weed in college. Does that yeah. shit work? And then it did. I was like, oh, good. My, um, my ex and I were trying, uh, you know, and I, I, off the mic, I would probably say, gratefully, we didn't conceive. Yeah. But now that I'm on a mic and I just said that, I would probably say it differently. But then again, I think, I think probably everyone involved in the situation would agree that if you're going to separate, you don't, you don't really want to have a, a child that needs to be torn. I don't know. Anyway, my parents are not together. ideal, not ideal. But while we were doing, it, we had to do IVF. Mm-hmm. And while we were doing it, I remember it didn't happen right away. Mm-hmm. So we go to the doctor, we go to the most famous one, uh, Dr. Wong. Okay. The guy's a legend. We're in the parking lot. Kim and Kanye pull up and oh, shit. we sort of shake hands and I'm like, 
dude, you're wearing wolf eye contacts and you're going to the IVF doctor. What's going on? <laughs> anyway, so we go in and, and, and he's like, well, first thing we need to check, Eric, is your kids, your, your sperm. And I was like, oh, boy. Oh, God. I got real nervous. Mm-hmm. You go into a room oh God. and there's a TV in there and there's just pornography on it. Jeez. And it's not like subtle porn. It's this, like porn porn? Yeah. This is like big black cocks and tight white asses. <laughs> and you're just like, uh, that's a little aggressive. Uh, <laughs> is there a camera in here watching me watch this? Like, am I literally being yeah, pumped? Yeah. Like, cause by the way, the office is like nice and clean and everyone's mm-hmm. happy. And then I got to go in there and jack off. Wow. And, and it like, was like, how, and how many, how many men, how many men have been there before? Well, I know Kanye came in right after yeah. me. <laughs> I'm probably not supposed to say that. Whoops. Yeah. Whoops. Too late. Oh, hey, well. parking lots of parking lot. I don't know if they were actually in the office. Uh, cover my tracks. So, um, it was a different Kanye. It was Kanye. Kanye. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't the Kanye that just went crazy. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So, uh, so anyway, I do my business Mm -hmm. and, uh, that is a fucking hell, man. So I give you a time limit in there. You got like, well, that's what I was saying. I was like, I'm taking too long. And I was like, maybe I shouldn't take too short. I don't know, man. Stop thinking. Stop thinking. Am I a stallion? Am I I like a bitch? I don't know. (laughs) And so whatever. I mean, so then, so then like it's very early in the morning mm-hmm. and so I come out and, um, it's like, I'm sort of at the end of the hallway and I, and I open the door and I come out and I'm like pretty shattered. I, I feel, <laughs> I feel abused. You know what I mean? I feel yeah. abused. Cause of course you I did shower. watch, I watched like, I didn't, I went past two big black cocks and tight mm-hmm. white ass. I watched like nine big black cocks and one <laughs> yeah. white ass. Like literally that was an option. That was an option. Gang bangs the were The black gang bangs. Yeah. It was intense um but anyway you're like this is new it works yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) it works i loved it and then i got on a different track with my life yeah uh so then i come out and the hallway's like really quiet and i literally smack into one of the interns wearing uh the the thing i got the the bottle of nut in my hands oh no you know and like it's a whole thing you got to get it in there and then they give you like a thing and it's like you got to like put it in a paper bag sealed clearly yeah and i like bump into her and she screams. And then everyone like looks and I'm like, oh my God, this is so bad. Who let the creep in here? Yeah, exactly. Who like I'm not supposed to be there. So then, but the interesting part of the story is uh, Dr. Wong is able to tell relatively immediately the quality of the sperm. Really? And so he goes, uh, like five minutes later, he goes, uh, Eric, you want to see something cool? I'm like, always. Like, yeah. yeah I, and I have a feeling like I know what he's about to show me. My own sperm. Under, under a, like, microscope. a fucking magical microscope. And these guys are down there like NFL players with no rules, <laughs> <laughs> no buzzer, like wow. literally no organization. They're just freaking the fuck out. And they're like, he's like, look at them. He's like, they're well-defined. They have good heads, good tails. Like he was just like, you have, and then he sold me, he said, I can't remember the words he used, but he was like, you have, you know, grade A. And he's like, your count is like 200% higher than it should be. God, you must have felt like such a man right yeah. there. No, I felt great. Yeah. Especially because like I have done, like you, like yeah. so many, I've done every drug, mm-hmm. every drug mm-hmm. possible. And so I'm thinking my sperm are going to come out just sort of like, and just sort of like couch it. <laughs> <laughs> They're just going to come out yeah. and just sit there. <laughs> like, like, no, we're good, yeah. dude. Like, yeah. no, nah, tell us when the game's on. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, oh, anyway, it's so congratulations. Funny. So you, you still, but the, the, I noticed I was getting older when I started hearing the conversation go from, uh, you know, like, um, you know, I, I got a girl pregnant, I got to yeah. have an abortion, and then the conversation started to go to, so I got my tubes tied. Yeah, I, got, yeah. I, I snipped them. Yeah, I'm fucking done. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, if I sort of didn't, you know, 
I, I guess we're saying on it, but like we, we had, you we, don't have to, if you don't want no, to, no, no, yeah. we had one and then we, we just like had a miscarriage. Like, so oh, that was, I'm that sorry. was, a, yeah, but it was, it was really, you know, it's tough, but it was super early, right. you know? Um, so thank God, you yeah. know, there's no sort of attachment there, but you know, you sort of, you, you didn't know it was possible, but you know, you hug your daughter a little tighter that night and wow. you know, we're a little more grateful. And I think we'd be a little more grateful the second time if that goes well, you know, because I don't want to say it was easy the first time, but it you know, it was kind of easy. It was like, oh, let's try and get pregnant. And then like three months later, it's like, oh shit, I'm pregnant. I'm like, whoa, it should work. Wow. So, I wonder what percentage of the population that story makes up of it just being relatively easy. Yeah. You know, I don't know, but I, I have a lot of friends it's been a much more difficult process. And, yeah. you know, they've sort of explained, you know, through, you know, our friendship, like what they're going through and the IVF and, yeah. and all that stuff. And, you know, it's, it's taxing. It's I mean, it's, it's a lot of money, but it's emotionally, yeah. I imagine very taxing and can cause well, a lot of and friction. For the, and for the female, yeah. the drugs they put you on to create the eggs is like, you're essentially nine months pregnant in, oh, in, in a couple of weeks. Really? Yeah. Basically, That's gotta um, fuck up their system. I'm not speaking specifically to my experience. Right, right. But in general, right. they go crazy. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm not speaking from, you know, <laughs> but from my experience, um, they go crazy without the IBS. <laughs> too. There's a, so it, it's probably working out perfectly. Right. No, I mean, you know, that's comes with the territory, I guess. I feel like we should talk about golf. Yeah, let's talk about golf. Yeah. Um, what do you like? Everything about it. Like what? literally just everything. Like I, I promise you, I love playing early. Yeah. I love like the, the dew on the grass. I love how hard it is. I love how you never get it. You never, like you can think you, you, you know, you get there and then you figure it out for a round. It's like, oh, my right elbow. I got to tuck that in. And all of a sudden the next round, it's something else. And, right. and, you know, it's just so hard. And I really enjoy, the like I said before, the meditation aspect where, it's so hard. Basically all you're thinking about is golf. You right. know, like I'm not walking around thinking about, you know, what I have to do or this or that. It's like, you're there. You're that actually present. hurts your golf game. Oh, for sure. You I don't, found, you don't I've pick checked up emails and lost it. Oh yeah. You don't pick up the, the phone call from the wifey. It's tough. It's very tough. You know, it's my tough. buddy had a great round going, he picked up the call. He's toast. He's toast. We toast. gave him shit the whole rest of the day. You can't do that. Toast. You can't do that. Does your, so, um, tell me your wife's name. Uh, Odette. Odette, right. Yeah. Does Odette, uh, does she, does she ever give you flack for that four hours? No, I mean, no. The good news is, like I said, it's always been a part of me. So, like, even yeah. when we started dating, this was kind of like, it was on the table. Hey, Sklar Brothers here, Randy and Jason. And we have a couple of podcasts. If you, you know them or you don't know them, check them out. We do View from the Cheap Seats, which is sports and comedy. And we have a podcast called Dumb People Town, where we break down stupid behavior done by stupid people in this stupid world of ours. It is hilarious. Check them both out. And now, check out this podcast. So did you, like, How did you guys meet? We met, uh, she was on another ABC show at the time, and we sort of met, she was like dating this other guy. And this is like from her part of the story, but she was w watching television, she saw a commercial for her brothers and sisters, and she said to her, her boyfriend at the time, she's like, oh, that guy's cute. No. That poor bastard. No. Um, yeah, and then, you know, basically I got... Yeah, who's that? Yeah, sorry, bro. <laughs> sorry, bro. So she, uh, she went to her... If you're not... This was Dave's. This is your first big show. Uh, yeah, that was the show. I was on another show that was on the air, but the brothers and sisters was like the hit. You yeah. Know? So, um, so then we, uh, she told her producers, her producers happened to know my producers. And then we're at some upfront party 
and she, you know, oh, because you're on the same network. We're on the same network, right. and she was like, um, "Oh, one of our producers was like, oh, like guy Dave Adams." She's like, "I don't want to meet him. I just said he was cute, and like everyone, you know." So she's like, "Come here, come here." So she met me. I turn around. She's she's pretty tall, and I was like, "I literally how had, tall?" She's five eight, but you know, in heels. Like, yeah, she's yeah. tall. I'm five ten. So I turn around, and I literally had vomit in the mouth. I was like, "Holy shit, you're gorgeous!" And she's like, "You uh, said that?" Yeah, I literally. And, and had you heard about her at all? Had anyone been like, "Hey, no, uh, no, no." And, uh, and then, wait, so, so you don't even know who you're meeting to turn around. No, no. I you get tap on the thing. Like, Oh, this is Odette. And I was like, Holy shit. You're gorgeous. And she's like, thank you. For all you uh, know, she could have been the head of some network that you have. Anybody, met. anybody fan, you know, relative, it could have been anyone. Holy shit. So then beautiful. a full, yeah. Holy shit. You're beautiful. Full year goes by. Right. That was it. Right. And then now I'm at some like after party <laughs> for, uh, it was like GQ awards, me and my buddy. So right. it was awesome. He went to college with me and then he came out as my assistant so it was entourage like I was awesome 24 25 and we were just wait so how does that work so your best friend from college becomes your assistant yeah and are they literally like what are their tasks on a daily basis I, I mean unfortunately it was just it was like a lot of partying I mean it was like it was basically like anything you know you just have like a buddy and party but like so he didn't really have a job he, you weren't like I, I mean he you he weren't did, like make like my he, bed drive me around no, I mean, he, yeah, if I, if I, I guess I could, cause he was on salary. Right. So I could say any, you know, like, yeah. Hey, do you mind giving me a ride to work today? I don't want to run right. my line. You know, he was just take there. a car to the car wash, but everybody loved him. He was the best. So right. he's a great, you know, basically it was just a great energy to have You're like, around. It was Tom Hanks. Hanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. A little bit. I had to fire him. Um, he wanted to do his own thing. Yeah. He just, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So basically then, uh, wait, where was I? A year later. Uh, so a year later. So we're at some after party and I see her dancing with like mutual friend. I didn't remember meeting her, but I was like, this girl's smoking. Eye. You didn't remember. I didn't remember. That's so awesome. I go over there and I'm like, I start trying to dance with a friend. And then I, you, and then I, I what's your dancing story? Like, do you like dancing? No, Are you good at it? Nope. 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 Cause no. I'm nervous as hell, but I'm actually okay at it. Once I get past 20 minutes. See, I'm okay with it, but not a great dancer. Right. So, like, I'm I'm the guy that like kind of does the white like jump. Right. You right. Know? You're just the whitest guy. I'm just. In the room. I'm so white. Your teeth out there, are dude. just like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm so white. <laughs> so you know, I start I start you know, kind of you know trying to grind up there, and then okay. and then Odie's right there, and I'm like I'm trying to move in. I'm like, hi, I'm Dave. She's like, oh, we've met. I was like, oh, and I'm like, you know, trying to dance. And she's at this like, point, she's got a career. Yeah, yeah. So she, I, I didn't know what she had done to this point because again, I didn't recognize her. So I was just thought she was smoking hot. And how old are you at this time? I was twenty six, maybe. 20, and so twenty six, you go into Starbucks. Hey, you're the guy from that show. Yeah, yeah. It was, All the time. Yeah, it was. It was pretty. It was great because it was like I did a movie. You know, Vinnie Jones. You yeah, play golf with Vinnie Jones. He's I never play golf with him, but I know he's fucking the best. So right. my first this is a side story, but I did a movie with Vinnie Jones. We get in the van, right? <laughs> it, we're in Hawaii. The we're shooting in Hawaii. Van. Yeah, fifteen. The, this is the. This is like every movie is made with the help of these like uh, basically they're like uh, child abduction vans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're massive. Yeah. And I get in and, uh, you know, start shooting the shit with Vinny a little bit. And he's like, where are you from? And I'm like, or he's like, where do you live? And I'm like, oh, Hancock Park. He's like, oh, yeah, uh, I live pretty close to you. You go up, you make a right, and I'm about $3 million away. And I was like, you <laughs> mother. He's like, my maid lives in Hancock Park. And I was like, oh, this is Vinny Jones. I'm, oh, shit. I love, you know, he's the funniest dude. So uh, he basically, uh, wait, where were we from? Um, 
I was asking about what it's like to go into Star. Where, where I'm getting a background oh, so on Vinnie you Jones, right? When you so run into Odette the second time, he just time. gets recognized by dudes all the time. So down there, it was just all <laughs> girls that would recognize me from brothers and sisters. Right. And he would just for the, have for the people at home who don't know Vinnie Jones. Can you give a little background? Yeah, he was a soccer player, <laughs> pro soccer player, and he plays like the villain. Uh, he's in like Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. He plays the villain in like every movie. Right. So people don't quite know who he is, but they know they know him. They you totally would recognize. Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but he just gets mobbed by dudes right like, and, and he's a, such a fun dude we're like out at bars and why and but i would just you know keep taking pictures with the girls and right. he was just like you little you know right because girls yeah. are watching your show right no no guys were watching our oh, show that's smart so, so but it yeah, was, i only get approached by like uh you know golf guys golf guys like, golf girls no not really not yet not yet i mean right. i have a girlfriend so i'm not looking for it but right, right. you know like anyway go moving on yeah so <laughs> But, you know, so it was, it was great when you're 25, 26 and you're, you know, you got your buddy and you're just sort of cruising around town. But um, so then uh, I start trying to grind with Odie and then she's like, um, that's my boyfriend standing right there. So then I, you know, I start doing the Roger Rabbit, get back. You're like, yeah, cool. Just uh, platonic. Yeah, that's platonic it. Yeah. Grind. Well, see ya. You've you never know. heard of a platonic grind? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm the guy from the hook. Okay. Yeah. So then, uh, you know, another year goes by and literally a full year, my little sister's in town and she's like, take me out you know i want to see like celeb where do you go in la amazing so i take her to this mtv party and i didn't know that odette was going to be there and i had known odette after that second meeting i was like oh she was in like cloverfield she was in some big movies that came out so i was like oh had you run into her again or literally no no. literally no you became you became acquainted with her career and you thought in the back of your head huh well i was like ah that girl i just remember trying to grind with that and so now the two years has passed what's the rest of your romantic life like uh, well, I was, I was dating, uh, You're just slain. a girl. You can say slain. No, I, I you know, I'd admit it, you know, <laughs> which I'm very, very, very thankful for. But, uh, I dated a girl that I worked with for a while on okay. the show and, uh, you know, you learn a lot of lessons there. Right. But, uh, so, so, uh, this third year, then she comes in and she had like a group of friends and, and they, same thing, we're in town and we're to see celebrities, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, um, I saw her come in and my sister's like, well, go say hi. And I'm like, nah, I can't. Like, that's creepy. Like, let her go in, have a drink. So right. I waited. So you were nervous. I was totally nervous. Like, hot. And I was, that's like, newly thing. single. And then, so, about an hour later, my sister's like, all right, I saw Ryan. Meanwhile, you're day. a fucking stud. No, no You no, should no, never no. be nervous. No, dude, I'm such a... I used to be a real fat kid. So I'm, really? like, literally still that do guy. Do you have a photo on your phone? I do. I need to see one before the podcast is okay, over. Okay, I do. I actually have, a, uh, a right next to my wife and I, the same age... Uh, our, I think it's our junior year of high school and like she's the prom queen she's smoking hot amazing and I look like her like gay lesbian <laughs> friend like I, I look like a fat Harry Potter like I don't know what else to explain like it really was trying you really come into yourself yeah so well you know you're gonna physically, have a long career not, yeah well uh, so she comes in and I'm uh, so then I'm like all right my sister wants to leave. I'm like, let me just do a lap and see if I see her. So we do a lap and then Odie's in like a, uh, I see her in like a closed what location circle. Is this? this is, is this that weird house on Hollywood Boulevard that has the, you know, it, it, it was, it was something on Hollywood Boulevard. It was like a club space. A club, or something. Okay. Yeah. Right. And then, so I see her and then, uh, <clears throat> 
my wife's like, or uh, my sister's like, go say hi. I'm like, I can't. You know, she's in a fucking closed circle of eight girls. Like, you can't that's, get in there. You can't that's penetrate. Big that. boy status. You can't. Like, I don't. I don't got the balls. Yeah, that. that's Michael Jordan. Yeah, that's my exactly. So I did the next best thing. I just creaked and like stared into her. <laughs> so like trying to you know match eyes. And her one friend's on the other on the other side. She's like, oh, that guy from Brothers and Sisters like keeps looking in. And she's like, oh, I met him. And she's and her friend's like, go say hi. So then she turns around and we start chatting. I'm getting right nervous. There. I know it was so, and I was so fucking nervous that like, but I also was like, I kind of didn't want to waste time where I was like, right. I needed like an opening, like the last, because if she still had a boyfriend, like she's hot, but yeah. like, you know, I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. I'm going, going to bed. I got to go to bed. I, I got gotta, kids yeah, in exactly. 10 years. I, yeah, exactly. I got to go to bed. I'm going to be with you in 10 years. Yeah. I gotta... So I was, you know, I was like, the last time I saw you, I was like, I was, I was trying to grind with you and your boyfriend was right there. And in her mind, she'd like knew what I was doing. She was like, well, we don't have to worry about that anymore. I was like, hello. Whoa. And then she's so, she's, she's, she's got moxie. So like I start the next day, I start texting her. Right. And I'm like, you know, and this is how long, eight years ago, uh, almost 10 years ago. Ten. I'm, I'm trying to get like, you know, I'm newly single. So right. I'm not really looking to like settle down. Right. Right. And I'm like, Hey, I'm just leaving work, you know, trying to plant those seeds. Like, right. uh, Hey, do you want to get like a drink or, or, you know, have, uh, have dinner? And she's like, well, how about you call me instead of texting me? Oh, dang. And I was like, oh, shit. So dang. I call her up and I'm like, so, you know, do you want to come over, have a drink, have some dinner? She's like, well, how about you figure it out and you call me back? And I was like, <laughs> holy shit. I was like, this fucking girl. So then I called my buddy who I was working with at the time. I was like, what do I do? He's like, well, do you like her? And I was like, he's like, take her to dinner. I'm like, all right, I'm going to fucking man up. So <laughs> I, made, I made dinner reservations at Mashro's. I called her back and I'm like, boom, did it. We have dinner reservations at Mashro's Steakhouse. She's like, I should have told you I'm a vegetarian. I was going to ask. And I was like, no, no, I'm sorry. And she's like, I'm fucking with you. You're such a pussy. Oh, my and, God. And I was like, this girl. And then, like, you know, that was it. That's, that was it. I love stories like that, man. Yeah. I mean, Because did you see, um, have, you, have you seen Black Mirror? I have. I love it. Have you seen episode four of season three? The dating one. Is where that they're, the, the dating, they're inside the dating algorithm. Yes. Where they each have, they have a length of yeah. time and yeah. then they switch. So if, so if you haven't seen this, I mean, Black Mirror is one of my favorite shows ever. It's on Netflix. It's now in its third season, which, or I'm sorry, fourth season. Fourth season. I think they're shooting their fourth season right now, right? All right, so this is... The three seasons on Netflix? I cannot fucking remember. Anyway, it's a great show. Mm-hmm. And one of the seasons has a whole episode where, I guess I don't want to spoil it for you, but it's, it's, like, it's like everyone's involved in like a real life dating app where they go to a retreat and they get like a little watch and like they meet somebody and that tells them... And they have the ability to find out the duration of their relationship. Mm-hmm. And this one couple made a pact not to find out the duration of the relationship. And then the guy finally checked because it had been months. And he was like, am I going to marry this woman? And he was so happy. Yeah. Right. And, and he then just, he checked and saw that it was four years. And he like freaked out. And then, and then the date started going down. It started going down. Three, two, one, six months, three months. And then it was like two days. And he was like, no. And then the, 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 the episode is, it has an amazing ending where you just believe in real love and fate. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, that your story reminds me of that. Yeah. Well, it ain't easy. <laughs> no, but this Can idea that you just yeah. keep running into someone. Yeah. It was, it was, and if your sister hadn't been there, you may have bailed. My sister does take credit. You know, she, she takes a lot of credit. She gets a lot of credit. And, and so does her friend on her end who basically literally had the same conversation as I want to go see celebrities. Like, where yeah. do we go? And there just happened to be that one party in town. My, uh, so my girlfriend and I met on a plane. Okay. Uh, we were seated next to each other. No way. And there were many things that went into that process. Like, first of all, I'm, <laughs> I'm not a douchebag, mm-hmm. but I really get pissed when I, I, I don't get pissed, 
but I like to get upgraded. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I fly, I'm, one, I'm the highest status you can be. Mm. And like, I'm expecting four out of five times to get upgraded. And I didn't. And I was kind of like, okay, well, that's fine. And then they were like, also, sir, oh, we have you in a middle seat. And I was like, oh, what? This is New York to LA. Like, I, Ooh. what? Ooh. Five hours. Yeah. Like, you know, come on. Like, I, I booked this flight like a month ago, you know? And they were like, we're sorry. It's just a weird thing because I had my dog. Mm. I couldn't be in the exit row with the dog, apparently. Oh, and I was okay. like, well, I fucking booked the dog on the reservation yeah. the whole time. It's your job to fucking fact check this shit. I was freaking because it was also really early. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not like a get angry at people kind of guy, but mm. I was getting angry. Right. Like, yeah. like I was getting um, frustrated. Mm. Anyway, I let go of it and I'm happy go lucky again. Put my headphones on. I get on the plane. Beautiful, tall, blonde saunters up the lane. And I'm like, oh, uh, well, literally eyes, eyes the aisle. And I'm like, no. Sits down, 23C. And before anything, she says, she sees Snowball, my dog. And she goes, oh my God, this is going to be the best day ever. And I just spent the entire day with my neck craned at 90 degrees talking to her. Wow. It was... How long? The flight? Uh, Uh, December. uh, Early December, yeah. It's been like six months. And, um, you know, what was funny is we were reflecting on this. Like, Mm -hmm. the night before, at about 9 p.m., I was debating just flipping over to a red eye. Because I wanted to wow. go earlier. And I was with my friends. And we were all going to New York just for fun. And I was like, yo, you guys want to go right now? Like, I'm feeling like this getting on the plane, you know? And I called the airline and I was like, do you have any, uh, what do you got? And they, it was like, it was like a little complicated. And I was like, all right, fuck it. Let's just go tomorrow. And then she was looking at changing her flight. And then here's the other interesting thing. So she works for Netflix and she was going out for the Wormwood premiere. Okay. And I just saw Wormwood. And I'm a documentary filmmaker originally. And I look, have you seen this? No, I haven't seen it. It's really good. Um, and uh, so I watched Wormwood and I was like reflecting on it. And I was like, wait a minute. She was on that plane going to that premiere. The film is about a cover up of a, of a CIA agent in 1953 who was murdered. Oh, shit. If that man hadn't been born, Whoa. Whoa. there might not have been a film for Errol Morris to make for her to go to the premiere of. Wow. And I freaked out. That is pretty fucking crazy. And so, in the same way that. Yeah, you and events, I yeah. were on yeah, set yeah. at the double. Which is so random. Yeah. That is, I can't wait to tell my wife about that. That's this is so weird. Random. This is weird. Derek Haas, both our first rounds. Derek Haas. Thank you, Derek. He was my first. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely kiss. I actually saw Derek. He was there uh, yeah, uh, yes, yesterday, two days ago. He's such a happy guy. I always see him in the gym. Oh, really? He doesn't fuck around with the, uh, with the uh, curls. Shit. He's rocking like 60s. How's this golf game? Uh, you know, we haven't played together. Okay. We really haven't. Not since that day. Um, you got to play with my, uh, my buddy Swish, who just joined. Nick Swisher is on the... Oh, uh, uh, baseball. Baseball. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think Andrew mentioned him to me or so- yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he just uh, yeah. got in this... I think it was this summer. Uh, That's great. No, I haven't seen him there, but I also don't know what he looks like. So maybe I LPGA maybe was there. Talk to him. Did you go to the LPGA? I did. Yeah. So you went as well, and you yeah. and you had like a pretty profound time. I did. I took my daughter and my wife, and then my, our good friend and her daughter came along, and it was just. I mean, they're, they're a little young to get it, right? But to be on a golf course, you know, what we did was, you know, we showed them a little bit, but you know, they're still two and a half, so they're freaking out, whatever. Right. So, but after the final group went on Sunday, we went to the hole that they just passed, that they just played, because there's okay. no no spectators, there's just wide open golf. So my kids were just running up and down the fairway, Amazing. and she was just, it was so great. Now she now she gets it. Like that is like, you know, I'm like, 
show me your golf swing. And she does it, and then she looks, and then she cheers, <laughs> dude. It's so cute. So can you take her out with you sometimes? Uh, I haven't done that yet. Right. I feel like... It's a little early. I feel, yeah, a little early for yeah. that. But I feel, you know, as soon as that's right, you know, take her to the range. You yeah. Know, little plastic clubs or something like that. I'm looking forward to a shift in golf when I think women are more... more um, I mean, they're represented, but I think I think more mainstream representation mm-hmm. without the uh, uh, sort of um, unfortunate slide into TNA. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I, I find that, and I'm not talking about like um, specific people. Mm-hmm. I'm just talking about in general. There are a lot of interesting male commentators, and a lot. And I'm not, Dottie Pepper is a great example yeah, of what yeah. I'm talking about. Like like more women like her, more yeah. like Love thoughtful, mm-hmm. comedic, inquisitive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but it doesn't need to be like I'm cute, so right. that's why I have this job. Right, and that, I, I, I feel like what I'm saying is actually loaded because I don't entirely feel like those are inseparable. But I don't know. I'm I'm just I'm hoping that there's a way to really. Uh, make it more inclusive. You know, I, I really have become a fan of the LPGA, like big time. Like, I feel like there's a lot of good, you know, strong women golfers out there. And then to be honest, it's, it's a little more comparable to my game. And I love watching the tempo on their swings. Right. And you know, it's just, it's, they can still hit the ball that far, but oh, swing's yeah. so much easier. I'm like, Oh geez. Yeah. You know, you, I mean, obviously we love, love watch golf all the time and, but those guys, you know, they swing hard. They know yeah. what they're. I mean, Rory, you they know, you try to do, and they're it. pounding that fucking ball, and they hit it so far. Yeah, like it's so it's so rad. Let me ask you, like, because I feel like you're living my best life because <laughs> of golf. You know, just how are, you like the guys? Are they cool? Do you hang out? Like, who who's been some of your favorite PGA guys that you met? Oh man, I mean, I've interacted with a lot of them, and. To be honest, I've I haven't really had any bad interactions. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I can see where a lot of the gossip comes from mm-hmm. around some of the negative opinions and portrayals of players. That's not really interesting, and I can't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. But the the guys that I really like, I mean, you know, I, I'll tell you just some experiences I've had yeah. where, like, well, here's here's an interesting one: polarizing Patrick Reed. Yeah, right. Nobody likes him. Mm. Well. I like I was in uh, Maui. We were at the Tournament of Champions. And in Maui, the driving range is totally separate from the golf course. Okay. It's, like a thir- it's like a half a mile oh, shit. on the golf cart. And I'm there with all my gear with two of my crew members. And um, all the players are there trying to win, you know, a million and a half dollars. And uh, we're, like, kind of getting ready to walk back. And Patrick gets in his cart by himself, throws his bag on by himself. He has the opportunity to just drive away. He's not even really facing us. And he turns around and says, you guys need a ride? Wow. So I jump in. The other guys jump on the back. And I'm like, yo, man, thanks. He's like, yeah, cool, man. And I was like, yo, what? And we just talked. And then we continued talking. And then when I would see him around, I'd be like, what up? And this was before the book came out about him. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, that's, that's like, I believe character is determined by how you treat someone who has nothing to offer you. Absolutely. And in Patrick at least showed me a portion of his character, mm-hmm. right? He's not yeah. all black and white. Right, right. Um, I can't, I don't know what happened in his, with his family. I think it's unfair mm. for us to even pontificate. Mm. Um, you know, I think a lot, the, the ironic thing is probably worse things have happened to people who you, who you don't even think. Yeah. You know? Um, so yeah, Patrick was really a wonderful experience. What are you going to say? I no, know. I was going to say, I, I, I'm actually not familiar with the story. With his family. Well, he's basically like uh, incredibly estranged from his family who actually live right outside of Augusta 
although he saw them the day after he won. And so no one really knows the story, but no everyone makes jokes about like, oh, like he hates his family or whatever. I'm like, I mean, well, he didn't choose them. Yeah. They could have been yeah, assholes. Absolutely. Like, don't fucking judge him. Nobody fucking, judges in general. Yeah. So like, you don't know environments. You don't know what yeah. he was raised with or what, you know, yeah. was around him. You want to start him. judging people, you can't love Tiger. Yeah. I'm sorry. Morally yeah. and ethically, he is wrong. Yeah. But if you're going to love Tiger, you got to love, you got to love Patrick. Yeah. So what the fuck? I mean, I have my own problems with Tiger, mm. but like in my, in my experience of making this podcast specifically, I've really come around and I've been like, look, your job is to play the game of golf. Mm-hmm. If you do that, then you're succeeding. And my, my job isn't really to put you on some type of jury. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Why the fuck do I care what you do? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it makes you a more wholesome brand and like, you know, it makes you easier to like identify with you emotionally. But like, I don't know, man. I mean, it's, but, but, but it's also really getting mixed up right now too, because you look at like all of this upheaval with the me too movement in Hollywood. And mm-hmm. it's like, uh, well, obviously that's a very different thing. Like Tiger wasn't a me too thing. It was just like, just cheating on hiring prostitutes. And yeah. Doing, my buddy, my, my, I know my buddy had an interesting, you know, sort of theory on this is, you know, again, you're not able to judge, you know, other people because you don't know their environments, but like, you know, in, in high school, like when, you know, guys become that age and you like, you start going out with girls, like he's hitting golf balls, you know, they're doing this, he's hitting golf yeah. balls, you're going on dates, he's hitting golf balls, you know, and, and point. to, you know, to get to that point. So if you look at the girls that he was cheating with or whatever, these prostitutes, he's living out like his 17 year old fantasy that he right. never got to do because he was playing golf, yeah. you know, not, and not saying that's right. Obviously it's not, but yeah. I mean, if you really look at it, like what, what, why, I mean, I'm not going to go there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually, I saw myself saying it and then I was like, actually, you're, shut the fuck you're up. You're like, there. nope, nope. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I'm, cheer- I'm, About I'm that. cheering for Tiger. I mean, I, Me I, too. I was so, he changed the sport, you know, oh, whether yeah. you like him or not. Like all these kids that are out there that are awesome golfers, yeah. you know, Jordan Spieth, they were all Tiger fans. You yeah. know, he created this generation. He like brought this youthful excitement and, and so, you know, and I was part of that. So yeah. I, you know, I, I hope he starts winning again and, and right. you know. Hopefully, I mean, he seems like a different tiger out there. He seems like he's happier, much more grateful. You know, he's probably appreciates a little bit more what he has, you know, because he didn't have it for a while. And, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it was cool. I got, I went to the Riv. I saw him play, uh, was, uh, used to be the Northern Trust. What's it called? Uh, Hyundai Genesis. Genesis. That's right. Um, and it was awesome. It was just awesome to see Tiger and he played with Rory and, uh, somebody else that day, which is awesome. Yeah. But yeah, I'm cheering for him. I hope he fucking wins. So it's actually, I'm reflecting on something now that I forgot that, um, you know, I can't remember if I've talked about this on the podcast yet or not, but, um, so my, my, my entire life, I hated golf. My brother loved it. Mm-hmm. 10 years older than me were totally polar opposites, right? Mm-hmm. You, you would meet him and you would actually wonder if he's my half brother. Really? Totally. We don't really look alike. We behave completely differently. We sound a little bit alike and sometimes we have the same laugh. But we, we like different things, uh, especially up until me getting into golf. Mm. So he would always invite me to play golf. And I was like, fuck no, that's your game, dude. Mm. I'm not. I'm not doing, not it. doing I'm, it. I'm not your friend. Yeah. Right? Like, it was pretty black and white. And he would always ask, and I would always say no. And then finally, uh, coincidentally, a month after the nine iron and a six iron in the window, the Tiger guy, mm. he said, do you want to play golf? And I said no. And I think I had like an incredibly uh, like rapid micro calculation 
where I looked at what I thought golf was. Mm-hmm. I looked at who I thought my brother was. I looked at uh, who I thought I was. I looked at why am I saying no to something that I only think I know. And then on top of all that was, you know, I'm not proud to admit it. On top of all that was Tiger banging a bunch of prostitutes on drugs. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, maybe it's not that bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Maybe golfers are cool. Yeah. yeah, I was a lot younger at the time, and I think I had different opinions about yeah. behavior. And so since I grew up more since that moment, I kind of grew to like have a lot of feelings about that behavior. Right. And then now I've kind of grown out of it, which is kind of interesting. But that moment, had it not occurred, perhaps I would not have even tried golf. Did you go play with him? That day, and I fell in love that day. Wow. On my first tee shot. Really? Yeah, we hit balls on the range, and I was like, whoa, this is hard. Yeah. <laughs> and then on the tee, I stood there and did a, a Babe Ruth. Really? I, called, I, I, called your shot? I tried. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I, should, I, I just sliced it right in the water, but I hit it sweet. Three off the tee? Yeah, and then, <laughs> and, then, uh, and then I borrowed his clubs the next day, and then I bought a driver. Whoa. And all I had was a motorcycle at the time, so I would tape the motorcycle. I've told this story, but anyway, all I was a range wrap. And, uh, but anyway, that moment without that event, mm. maybe, maybe golf would have seemed just too cheddar cheese to me, you know? And then I wouldn't be here. <laughs> maybe it'd be a different podcast. Maybe it'd be. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. That's funny. No, it's, uh, yeah, it's so special. It's cool. Cause my, my wife like has, um, you know, a tolerance for my love for golf. I, right. I would say that she, you know, has she ever taken lessons or tried? Uh, she, she's gone the range with me a bunch. I've right. taken her a few times and she loves it. She's like, I'll 100% be a golfer. Just not now, you oh, know, that's and, cool. which is super cool. It's like, you know, old eight, like she gets it. Like it's something we can do together, like later in life. Um, but she's super tolerant. She loves watching golf. She, you know, she's got her favorites, Adam Scott. I mean, know? he's the most handsome he's, man in the world. It's in uh, most handsome swing. Yeah. Most handsome man. I mean, yeah. I get it. I'm Just like, a listen, gentleman, whatever humble. she needs, whatever she needs to get involved <laughs> in a narrative so I can watch golf. And, and now it's cool. Like she watches and then, you know, I'm watching and my daughter will come and she go golf, golf, you know? So Aww. it's, uh, it's cool. It's certainly something I'm looking forward to, you know, as a, uh, passing that along. And when you watch it, do you, uh, clue her in to all the, uh, sort of subplots? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. She, I mean, she knows, she knows everything, you know, she knows all the golfers and right. she knows, she knows now like, um, from even stances and swings, like without being Whoa. able to see, you know, she's like, Oh, there's Rory. I mean, you know, it's got, it's got a big back, you right. know, yeah, slid, but, uh, huge back. yeah, huge back, but you know, so, so that's like super cool. At least she's like, you know, fake it till you make it. That's like, that's, that's like, uh, that's like golf 201 right there is knowing players other than tiger. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Like she, she knows, she knows some, uh, she loves Charles Schwartzel. Oh she, yeah. He's and good. I, He's a very cool guy. Well, she's just loved the name. And then every time I'm like, I'm like, your boy Schwartzel's on. Schwartzel. He's an unlikely hero. He is. He's got a, was he, no, that was Ustase and got the uh, Albatross. Albatross, number two, Augusta. So you've talked about this a thousand times, but I just have to say. I can never talk about it too much. Yeah, like, fuck me. Bro. What? It was nuts. Like, so let me just ask you. Because yeah. I'll ask you later about the, the playing the course. But like, so how did the, it's just a complete lottery and they pick how many players? So the, the numbers were unclear to me until the very end. Okay. I finally found the actual numbers. 800 credentialed media, 30 spots to play. Wow. Golf. Yeah. You chosen, bro. I was chosen. I was the first number out of the goddamn hat. Walk me through that 
Well, here's what's really interesting is the experience is now settled down mm -hmm. and I'm able to talk about it without like having an emotional response. Yeah, yeah. Um, to be totally honest. I can see your boner right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not, it's, yeah. The emotional response has passed. What, can you see the tattoo on yeah. my boner? <laughs> it says, uh, yeah. Magnolia it says, Lane. Uh, it says um, uh, Fernwood. Yeah. Um, so, so um, yeah, I, I, it's very interesting. So, so the experience now that sticks out to me is, is very interesting because it's not a hole. Mm -hmm. It's not walking. Mm -hmm. It's not the caddy. It's not the weather. It's not the smells, the quality of play. It's not my birdie on number one or my Whoa. heroic par on 18. Whoa. Yeah, it was birdie number one. I started off hot, dude. Oh my God, we're left. Yeah. <laughs> I started off so hot. I just popped a bold cut past the bunker, pitching wedge to five feet, and Brian gave me the read, and I just drained it. Yeah, hold. I walked up to the second, and the second tee is like black, a, black uh, back tees. No, they won't let you. Oh, no, yeah, it's yeah. like sixty-seven hundred yards. Oh, that's great. So the length isn't really an issue. Like on on thirteen, mm -hmm. I had six iron in. Okay. I mean, I fucking whistled wow. a draw around the around the turn there, but I mean, I was like fifty that's yards so short. Like, that's got to be nice. so cool to see that approach shot. Yeah. Well, what's cool about thirteen actually is, uh, Amen Corner. Essentially, uh, we and even on television to some extent. But when you're there as a spectator, you only get a, a kind of like a two-dimensional view. Okay. You know, because you never go on the other side. Right, right, right. Of the green, the tee, or the left side of the fairway on 13. Mm -hmm. And so I walked up the creek there on 13. I, I, I hugged the creek the whole way, and Brian looked at me, and he goes, this is the most beautiful place on the course right here. He's like, no one goes here. That's so cool. Yeah. It's funny because you look at the other side, and there's like uh, 20 million people have been to the other side of the fairway. Right, right. They're all up there watching. Yeah. yeah. No one's been here. It was, he's a heavy wow. dude, but anyway, that, that, those experiences while magical really actually pale in comparison to the experience of the lottery itself. Mm. And I get a little emotional thinking about that process. The yeah. idea of being chosen, the idea of like the leftovers, the idea of like, I showed up with like, I guess a dream a little bit. I showed up with a job to do really. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Just like all the other 800. I mean, you can't go in expecting your number's going to be called. No. So that was the, complete Then, then you would be, uh, you know, David Sims and Tim Cup. You're the evil yeah. guy. <laughs> you know, no, I just showed up to do my job and the, the opportunity enough was really wild. And so then to the, 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 um, it's scary to want something. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was yeah. scary. And I just watched Tim Cup again, so I'm on that. I but love like, that. Such a great movie, yeah. but but it's scary for him to want to go for the green and two. But he did it, yeah. and even though he fails a bunch, in the end, he does it. And I think for me, the similarity is like, I was like, okay, I'm going to share with everybody I meet that I want to win this lottery, mm -hmm. or that I'm going to try, mm -hmm. and I'm not going to be afraid of losing, right? Because that's just what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm also not going to be ashamed it. of winning. Yeah. Because there was a feeling of, oh, I don't deserve this. Yeah, right. Oh, sure. Because it was my first year in the media center, and there are people who have gone 11 and 0. Wow. 0 for 11, if you will. 0 for 11, yeah. And so I was like, no, fuck that. It's random. Yeah. I'm going to put it in, and whether I win or not, I'm just going to embrace the entire experience. And I'm going to talk about it every day. Because to me, that's the most interesting part of the media center nowadays. Because it, wow. it wasn't always a lottery. So anyway... That experience actually th is bigger 
than, yeah. than the experience of playing. Wow. Because, so you know, I hate to be a downer, but you know that it's a golf course, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just land it's and just sand. Yeah. yeah. You can put in the memories you want mm-hmm. of, you know, Louis Albatross, Norman's Meltdown, yeah, yeah. whatever. You, you, can, you can add all of that shit in there. But the truth is on the day, I don't know. There's no right way to play Augusta or golf, mm-hmm. I think, no mm-hmm. matter what. But, you know, anyone who's going to tell you that the way to play golf successfully or at least score wise or swing wise is to be in the moment. And if you're in the moment, it's not even Augusta. Yeah. It's yeah. grass. Yeah. You're just on looking earth. At it. Yeah. You're looking down at your ball. It's not even grass on earth. Yeah. It is literally just a magical hallucination of a perceived reality yeah. that you believe. Wow. I love that, dude. I love that. I, I put my par on 18. No, yeah. I was like, exactly. <laughs> put my birdie on one. Really? Yeah. 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 Shit, dude, that's so cool. It I mean, wild. That, yeah, that's, that's really, I've gotten to play pebble. Um, which is not Augusta, obviously, but it was, it was super cool. It was my dad's, uh, 50th birthday Mm. and I surprised him and my grandfather is on the East coast. So I flew my grandfather out and my mom, my mom was in on it and they were going to drive up North to see our family and they were going to stop at Pebble and have some lunch. And, you know, of course my dad didn't know that I flew my grandparents. And so he, they, they get to Pebble, he looking out at the ocean in the clubhouse He's looking at the green and then my grandfather, you know, saddles up next to him and he's like, you know, I heard there's a, a big break right there. And he looks, he's like, I recognize him. He's like, what the fuck? And then like put it together. And then I came in and that it was like the most incredible fucking experience. You know, wow. we were all out there and then we're on, what's the par five with the tree? It's like a two. Where you go out to the yeah, right. You go, That's it's like uh, oceans on your hole. right. Six hole. So, so my dad's on the fairway in the six. And my mom and grandmother in a cart sort of riding along with us, which is awesome. And my mom's like, gets a call from my now brother-in-law. And she's like, Rod, you got to pick up the phone. He wants to talk to you. He's like, I'm playing. What the? No, I'm playing fucking Pebble. No, I'm not picking up the phone. (laughs) She's like, Rod, you need to pick up the phone. So my dad picks it up. He's literally standing in the fairway. And he's like, I just see him go, yeah, no, yeah, great, great. Okay, bye. And apparently he had asked for my sister's hand in marriage at that time. It's like, yeah, I'm playing pebble. Like, I was like, you picked the best time ever because you're not going to have any conversation. Nothing. He's like, yeah, good. Great. Who is this? Yeah. 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 Yeah, It was was so special because weirdly, I I got to play a thousand people must have passed. But Michael Douglas used to have this golf tournament that aired on NBC. It's like Celebrity and Friends. And my group was Michael, myself, um, Kenny G, and Heather Locklear. And we're playing the Riv, right? And it's, I mean, it, it was the coolest, it was one of my favorite golf memories ever. I mean, I was terrified because there's like spectators, right? Right. And, you know, long story, we, we come, we, we tie it up, and we, we go to a playoff hole. And the, the format was everybody hits from everybody's shot like a shamble. And then the playoff, you pick somebody who hits the drive, then one person hits the approach, then one person, you know. And it's organized on each hole or it switches? <clears throat> uh, it was, that was just the format oh, it was a for playoff the playoff hole, hole right? Right. So we're, uh, we're playing like Alice Cooper's, some, some other group. He's good. Yeah, a lot of great golfers. And so Kenny G hits the, the uh, pitching, or the, uh, the drive. Right. So then I'm up on the... On he's the, got a good swing. He's got a great swing. Yeah. It's a scratch, I think. Yeah. And then so I'm up on the, the approach. And there's like, you know, at 18 at the rib, there's all these people sitting, you know, in the back, you know, on the hill. And my dad is with me. He's walking with me. I go, Dad, I can't. I can't feel my hands. I can't feel my leg. There's a camera behind me and I'm like a 12 hand, you know, I'm fucking terrified. And my dad's like, listen, breathe. You've been playing this game since you were eight years old. 
you know, like just trust your swing. I get over the ball. I scold that motherfucker. <laughs> right? I almost killed about 12 people. <laughs> and then Michael Douglas hits this incredible chip and Heather taps in the putt and we won it. And as we're checking in to go play golf randomly, it's playing in the Pebble Beach Pro Shop. Like it's on TV on NBC. And Whoa. so we were all there and like everybody in the pro shop was giving me a high five because I made a birdie putt on there. So everyone's like giving me, it was so cool. It's such a great day. And then for, you know, my, uh, my now brother-in-law, they have three kids. So that, you know, that what stuck a around. magical day. It was crazy. It was a really, and top this off. I was there? No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you were doing the movie. Uh, my grandfather, you know, played golf. He was really good, but he wasn't having the best day as Pebble. It was more about the experience. <clears throat> but on 18, he's about, I would say, probably about 50 feet away from, right. you know. Oh. And, and, you know, there's the restaurant. There's, yeah. like, everybody's watching. My grandfather goes up and bangs in, like, a 50-footer. <laughs> the place goes apeshit. Like, people eat lunch. Like, everybody. Amazing. Like, I, was, I was screaming the whole right. thing. So, it was cool. Like, he shut it down. Like, my grandpa's got to shut it down with, like, oh, perfect putt. Right yeah. There. Yeah. It was pretty special. I like, like Pebble. Yeah. I mean, you're just such a great example of how, uh, like, golf is just a blank page. Yeah. Yeah. Filling the story. I love that. Yeah. Actually, you know, I saw you interviewed Bill Murray for all of 12 seconds. Jesus. Now, nah, it was about 15 minutes, but uh, I mean, that's a crazy story. That's a crazy <laughs> At Spyglass. Really? Yeah. I followed him at Pebble and Spyglass when he played there like four years ago. The Pro M, the uh, yeah. ATT up there? Wow. Yeah. And I finally got his ear and I said, finish the sentence, golf is. And wow. he goes, he laughs and he goes, no, no, you told me you weren't going to ask me any hard questions. And I was like, come on, you just, you know, golf, you know, you're, you're brilliant. And he was like, okay, all right. And he literally stood silent for like 20 seconds. Wow. And then he goes, golf is, he goes, well, see, it's one of those questions you want to get right, but there's no right answer. And then he goes, golf, I guess it's just another opportunity. Fuck, even that's like, that's so profound, like yeah. fucking built, it is. Yeah. Dude, I, it's, it's definitely my path. And I, it really has taught me a lot about, you know, there's so many life comparisons, like in, in, in character, yeah. you know, like shapes your integrity too. And, and it really is just such a special, special, you know, subject in my life if you had to boil it down to one simple thing what would you say like golf is to you or what has it taught you the most uh the first word that came to mind is family mm. for me because it was just and it's weird it's that's i i just go right back to that spot of just you know my dad and my grandpa and my sister you know and which is so cool i mean now you know golf means so many more different things so I, don't, I obviously don't get to play with them as much as possible but uh you know, now it's, it's, it's my buddies, you know, it's right. the experience. I just love getting out there. We talk a lot of shit. <laughs> we talk, we've gotten to the point where we're like now talking shit through in, in a certain group, right? We talk shit like all the way through, through the, the swing. swing, you know, you got to be able to shut it down, you right. know, like it's like mental toughness, like, right. and they always give me a wardrobe, dude. Like, you know, I'll be wearing some pants. You dress well. No, I mean, I dress like a golfer. They just dress like L.A. guy, you know, so I'm like, right. you know, I got the Adidas pants. And they're right. like, they start giving me shit, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, you always get me with a wardrobe, guys, right. you know? Well, you're a, you're a ten and a half shoe. 
I yes. got that, right? Yeah. yeah. So I got some shit for you, dude. Oh, bro. What kind of shoes That's do you so, wear now? What, what do you got? First of all, is there anything better than golf swag? I have like, so much golf swag. Are you serious? I have literally, like, I have a room. You're living my best life. Filled with, look in that room right there. Look in that, open that drawer. Look at all the shoes. Holy shit. You see all that? Holy shit, I have, like, dude. I probably have 60 pairs of golf shoes. Yeah, so don't name any of the brands though, because they, yeah, they haven't fucking paid me yet. So. Uh, yeah, I've won. We, we have. <laughs> what do you have now? I have like old Adidas ones. Adidas is the best. They're the. I mean, I love. I Adidas, love Adidas. Adidas makes the best golf shoe. Cha-ching. Cha-ching. <laughs> Just made eight dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Did I make four for listening? You got a free pair of shoes. Oh out of hell it. yeah! I love Maybe I got. Let's see what else I got. I got a lot of golf. Do you need golf shirts? You got and he goes into a whisper. I don't know what to say. Like you know, through my life in L.A. and you know being an actor, like you you know you get a lot of free shit. But yeah, there is nothing better than golf shit. Free shit is literally the best. Like it almost makes me want to like grind my teeth down when I think about free shit. Yeah, I get. I feel like a coke addict when I think about free shit. You get free clubs. Yeah, I actually paid for the clubs I'm playing with. Okay, good. I play with Mizuno's right now. I paid for them. Um, I actually wanted PXGs. Yeah. Uh, because I'm an asshole. Yeah. And six, uh, what is six grand? They're they're like three hundred a club. Okay. And I was open to it though, because I just, you know, I love golf, you mm-hmm. know, and I wanted the best club. And I went to my buddy Kevin, who's an Irish guy, a member at Wilshire, and uh, you know, we, we compared him and he was like, You're hitting the Mizunas better and like one yard less. Wow. And I was like, okay, well, let's do it. And, you know, they're the same clubs Brooks Kepler won the US Open with. Mm. So they're, they have some echelon. And Kev, uh, who works at Urban Golf? Yeah, Urban Golf, yeah. I love him. He's a great player. He's the best. At? No, I, I, I've known him for, for years no shit. through Roger Dunn. Like That's he right, used, he to, used do to, my, to do the clubs at Roger Dunn. He used to do Dunn. my clubs. And then, and then now I've, I've seen him at Wilshire. And right. then the one at Lancashire? Um, no, Bundy. Oh, wow. Yeah, Bundy. Bundy. He used to go to the Santa Monica one. Yeah, that one was interesting. Yeah, but he's great. That's a, I've known him for years. Do now. you remember the guy there that was trying to go pro on Bundy? No. Who was he? I don't know, but he was like trying to rope me into some film. Oh, really? He was like, you should film me trying to go pro. And I was like, oh, there's an original idea. <laughs> <laughs> trying to make it? Yeah. We actually did film a kid trying to go pro. And he got it. Really? He did it. It's in the movie, Be the Ball. We, it's not out yet. I'll send you a copy. But it's Dude, not, I love it. Yeah, you will dig it. When the yeah, idea some, the idea of the film is that you watch it and then you literally go out and play differently. Wow. There's enough mental uh training stuff in there from the greatest in golf that you go out and you're like, wow. Did you read uh a book called like The Inner Game of Golf? Yeah. So so what he, was that? He's in the film too, the author. Oh really? Yeah. So what is it like the uh, I remember this thing out, like the average golf swing is like four seconds. So like something one point one. One point one, right? So the so the length of time, the four hours that you're golfing, you're actually only golfing for like three minutes or something. Uh well, depending on your strokes, if you shoot a ninety, it's ninety seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Like I mean maybe, it's maybe a minute forty five. Yeah. I mean it was I was so crazy. I mean, it's such a mental yeah. battle. The like, other three hours and fifty seven and a half minutes are just thinking about golf. Yeah. Or thinking about your ability to play golf. Yeah. And so what we did in the film is we took 50 uh, amateurs and one web.com player of all different ages and skill levels. And we uh, got them to commit to a 90-day meditation program. So 30 minutes a day, five days a week, everybody meditated. 
And the meditations they did were I consulted with multiple mental game coaches in the golf industry, uh, like all the top guys, you know, and I basically prepared and created a new type of meditation also based on a couple Buddhist teachers that I had already worked with. No shit. Yeah. And so I created these 30 minute minutes. You can go online. They're be the ball movie.com slash meditations. Wow. That's my, I mean, that's my wheelhouse. Like I love it. I'm now on my wife. So this is how we do shit in my house. Like I want new clubs. right? Right. So she's like, I'll buy you new clubs. You meditate for a year. So I'm on, Whoa. I'm on day hundred and like, you don't fuck with me in new golf clothes. So I'm on hundred and <laughs> I'm on day 152 oh right now. And so wait, what's your practice like? I hate uh, saying the word practice, but what, how long do you do it for? I do 10 minutes a day. Solid. I just do, I just do the mindfulness app, the uh, headspace. Right. And, yeah. and now, you know, I've done it enough now where I, I don't need, you know, the, the guided. So yeah. I'll just, you know, sort of shut it down. And, right. But it's great, man. It's, it's changed my life you know, meditation in general, but like through golf, it's so interesting. I mean, right. that, that's, that's your movie. I, it's nuts. I want to see it. Here, hold on. I need it. Tell, tell a quick story. Hold on. Okay. Uh, ooh, a lot of, pro- <clears throat> uh, no, I haven't read hold on one. Is that good? Dude, I come here and get some shoes, get some <laughs> golf meditation knowledge. So, well, here, I'm going to come back. This is coming back in a second. Okay. So, um, you're going to hit me with it. So we, I, I'm holding like a small neoprene, uh, wand. You'll see, you'll see. So basically we do this experiment. The kids learn to meditate and then, um, I don't want to give it away, but basically the results are pretty astounding. We did it with sure. the, with the help of USC. Like it's a real experiment. No shit. Like I'm listed as a, as like along with all these doctors, <laughs> With like 10 doctors and me. That's awesome. And so we did MRIs. We measured their brains before and after. Their brains got bigger. I did it too. So my brain got bigger. Whoa. (laughs) Uh, In a good way. Not in a bad way. And um, basically, and Brandon got on the PGA Tour. No shit. Yeah. Like he he started the meditation practice and a week later he won the Monday qualifier. Wait, when? So when did you, when does it come out? Well, I don't know. I mean, the truth is we're not really in a hurry because the longer we wait, in a sense, the, the more pulled back the rock is in the slingshot okay you know yeah. um but ideally in the next year okay you know what i mean but it's really not a rush so here's the craziest thing is so i i recorded all these meditations where they're divided into two parts the first part is just counting your breaths mm-hmm. in different formats mm-hmm. and the idea there is you're just learning how to concentrate and by counting your breaths you can decide you can determine whether or not you've lost count and right. thus been distracted mm-hmm. and so the idea is you should be able to you should be able to, for 15 minutes, count your breaths. Either it's, you know, on the out breath, one, two, three, right, or right. on the in and out, one, <clears throat> two, three, four, and not lose your count. And so, whatever, you know, everyone was pretty much able to achieve that level after a couple weeks. And then after that 15 minutes, there's another 15 minutes, which is really like an experimental thing. Like, I wasn't sure if it would even work. So, we did a hybrid period. And so, it was 15 minutes of some days it would be, um, like just positive self-talk mm. that was very generalized. Some days it would be, um, hot. Okay. So now I want you to visualize your favorite part of golf that has nothing to do with score. Like, what is it? Uh, fair. Um, the space. Okay. The space. Okay. So like perhaps like, uh, just the fairway or the, anywhere. yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. Wide okay. open. Okay, yeah. great. <clears throat> so then this works in a, I, this is a one way meditation. Everyone listen to the same one. And so whatever you had picked, then I would say, so whatever you pick, that now becomes your treasure. Wow. This is your safe place. Nothing can get between you and this place, mm-hmm. this, this, this trigger, we're going to call it. 
And so whenever you find yourself walking down a road internally dialogue wise of, I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be playing golf. Mm. My clubs suck. I should have made that putt. Yeah. Then the, that's where you go to the opportunity is to go back to that place immediately. Wow. And so a lot of times a physical thing helped people, but I mean, space has a physicality visually. It could have a smell. Mm. It would, the idea was that it would affect some sense of your body. So for mine, it's the glove. Okay. I like touching the glove, even if I'm not putting it on or taking it off. I love, I love the feeling of a tight glove on my Mm. hand. Yeah. I'm with you. Um, so anyway, we did all of those. And here's what's really interesting is this could bring us back to this moment right here, which is that I made the meditations and I forgot about them. And uh, when we were done, um, I asked everybody kind of what their favorite part of the making the film was with me, you know, being in the documentary. And way more than I would ever have guessed said, we really liked your meditations. We liked hearing your voice. And I was like, well, that's weird because I was just did it because I had to. Yeah. Because I no one else would. And and then and then people started asking me, well, where can I meditate? And I was like, go get Headspace. Yeah. So I tried Headspace and like I liked it, but I was like, where's the fucking golfer shit? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I explored potentially doing a meditation app, and and I'm still exploring it, but it's just almost like I have too many plates spinning. But what actually came out of it was this podcast, the idea that I actually could say something of interest into a microphone both with someone interesting and by myself was mind boggling. And it came from the, it came from that. Wow. That's so, well, listen, you, you shouldn't discard the golfer meditate. I mean, golfers will, you know, will buy anything. Well, like it's such a great avenue right there to have a golfer meditation app. Right. Are you kidding me? No, all my boys would be sitting in the park. If you're hearing this and you want to steal my idea, um, please don't. Yeah. My phone number is uh, <laughs> David. Will help you. Yeah. I will help run that. Well, what's you. really cool is now I'm working on it. it, it yeah, it'll no, be, good. it'll be out. It's, it, it's, it's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. cool. Yeah. It's going to break the mold. Cause I mean, what's funny about the movie be the ball is like, you've got a niche within a niche. Mm-hmm. Golf is a niche sport. The meditation is a niche activity. Mm-hmm. They're both growing and they're both becoming more like out outward out, or whatever yeah, yeah. out there in the world. Welcoming. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So, the goal would be to fix both of those. Anyway, what I have in my hand, this is a thing we used in the movie and it's called the focus band. Okay. So basically the, I'm showing him this thing and it's like, whatever it's got, it's a, it's a headband made out of neoprene with three silver pads on the inside and there's a USB port. Wow. And you basically, there's an app and Bluetooth to your phone and this can tell you when you're in the zone. What? Yeah. Have you used it? A bunch. I shot my best round using it. What? Because you fucking completely do not get distracted. You just... So Jason Day's whole mental routine is basically based on this device. He uses it. No he shit. has one put inside of his Nike hat. Like handmade. And it goes to his cell phone. And basically he'll go hit a shot. And his whole routine, his pre-shot routine is about a minute and 10 seconds. And so... It's very clear exactly what he's supposed to do right. in his pre-shot routine. He is supposed to decide the shot, the wind, the club, whatever it is. Mm. And once he's made that decision, he's out of analytical mode. Then the mode he goes into is merely feeling. There's no thinking. So he's feeling, and, and in addition to feeling, he is visualizing the shot that he just made a decision that he's going to hit. Whoa. And so he basically spends, when he stands behind with the club in his hands and his eyes closed, 
That's just him watching a draw pro tracer, however he wants to visualize it. The ball landing on the green and going towards the hole, whatever on earth it is. He's just visualizing the successful wow. representation of that shot. And then once he's confirmed that there's no emotional like drift, then he opens his eyes, walks into the shot, looks up, looks down, looks up, looks down. And, and to go even deeper, when he looks up at the ball, <clears throat> sorry, he's looking at the ball. Mm-hmm. And when he's looking at the ball, he's thinking about the hole. And when he's looking at the hole, he's thinking about the ball. And what that does is it creates like a spider web of concentration. Jesus. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yeah, gonna, yeah, I'll be like, it'll take me an hour in between each shot. So I'm like, oh, no, no, now the ball, now the hole. No. You're like, wow. I'm still out here. Honey. <laughs> I'm on my third shot. It's been four hours. I know. But I'm on I'm the playing, range still. I'm playing great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on the green. That's insane. So yeah. wait, so how does that thing tell you? It reads brainwaves. So it reads gamma, alpha, delta, some other crazy waves. Okay. And it reads them all. And it can basically, when the frequencies go down, then it knows that you're in this. I have another one. Look, there's other companies that make them. It's just that this one is the best for uh, athletes. No way. This is another one. Another company based in Toronto makes this one. Holy. And so that, that, it's the same idea. So you've got all these pads. And they both connect to this app. One is called Muse and one is called Focus Band. And the Focus Band is what is really good for golf. I like Muse also because in the house, I can wear it and it gives you like awards. So the Muse is cool because you'll literally be, uh, you can meditate to whatever background you want. Okay. Ocean, birds, city, whatever it is. And what happens is, is when the sound changes based on your mental state. So if you're very cluttered and thinking a lot, it like gets noisier and there's more horns or there's more birds or there's more like waves. But when you start getting into the zone, into a less thinking state, the ocean calms down. Holy shit. This is some black mirror shit. It is. It, no, it's it, full on black mirror. Wow. Th- this is the future of golf. If you're a pro golfer, if you want to be a pro golfer and you're not using this, you're at a disadvantage. Wow. And what's cool now is you don't need to pay $1,000 an hour. Yeah. You'll yeah. buy the device. They're, they're a couple hundred bucks. Really? They're less than get it, like a Amazon? golf. They're less than a fucking driver. Jesus. And no one uses it. And that's the biggest part about Be The Ball that I find so fascinating. Is it's like, there's all this information out there. Yeah. There's books. And now there's science. And yet, it's not on the face of it. You look on You could watch golf without any sound. And you could understand that it's a mental game. Oh, for 100%. 100%. The way they react to their yeah. shots. The way, everything. And so you can feel it. Like you can feel like the concentration that's going, wow, that is so fucking. Should nice. we just go into a five hour podcast and watch be the ball yeah. live? <laughs> Dude, I'm, all you hear is wow. wow. <laughs> but I mean, it's so, it's so interesting. That just happens to be my, you know, what I, my interest. So like yeah. meditation and mind and, and golf. That's so cool. I didn't even know that you were into meditation. Yeah. No, I didn't even know you. Yeah. I know. <laughs> What's really cool about, uh, you know, our friend in common, Andrew yeah. is we're literally about to like cohesify like all of these things mm. into like one way for everyone to like digest all of this information, whether it's like, you know, I'm going to stop talking. Cool. Something's coming. Secret. Yeah. Something's coming. Not a, not a, it's not a big secret. It's a dumb little thing, but whatever. I'll, I'll talk about it when it's ready to be talked. Yeah. About, you know, stop asking me questions. Sh- shit. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. I'm just, I'm so wrapped up in this. Dude. This is awesome. Let's go hit balls. Yeah. Shit. What shit. time is that? Dude, how long have we been going? Does it tell you? Oh, wow. Only 96 minutes. 
That's pretty long now. That's pretty. It's my first podcast. We're three, never done, we're never three minutes away from the longest podcast ever. Really? Yeah, it was with Richard Schiff the other day. Oh shit! Should we try to break the record? Fuck yeah! What are we gonna talk? I gotta take a leak. Okay. So bad. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll talk about the tattoo on your penis. The uh, <laughs> fernwood. Fernwood. Do you, um, you want to tell a story while I'm gone? Sure. Just what give you, me. Uh, I mean, do you want to take a break and look at your phone? I can pause it. We can come right back. I don't look at my phone. Anymore. What are you doing? Do you want to run some lines? <laughs> Dave, what the fuck? Get out of my house. No, how about, listen, Richard Schiff, he's earned it. How about we go one minute less than Mr. Schiff? Holy shit, dude. You are a mensch. Yeah, I mean, Mr. Schiff, he's, he's earned. Wow. He's earned the longest. That's like a really deep thing you just did. Well, yeah. Mr. Schiff. Meditation. He would love to play golf with you, I'll tell you that. I'd fucking love to play He's golf a maniac. With you. Is he? Is he yeah, fun to play with? He's good. He's funny. Who do you play with over at Wilshire? Man, I'll play golf with anybody. A lot of times I just show up. Love it. You know what I mean? Like my favorite thing about the I'll whole the whole private club thing is it's just like you can just show up and you, you meet know, people. It's like, yeah, and I mean, you know, I don't like that it's exclusive. I really don't. Mm. But I do like that it's a nice course and that people care about it and they take ownership in it. And I like that there's a group. Yeah. But I do wish it was like Goat Hill. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 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 But you know, I don't know. It's funny because you know you. It, it, yeah, I could talk about it forever. Well, listen, I'll leave you with this. So I, I uh, love your thoughts on this. I said, babe, here's the deal. Whatever, let's say, you know, $40,000 something to join, right? I'm like, babe, you've been working, okay? I've been working. I, you know, I'm waiting to like, you know, as an actor, you're sort of waiting until like you don't have to worry about paying dues every month for yeah. you know, a long time. So, but I was like, look, I'll let you off the table. You pay for half, okay? You never have to get me a Christmas present or a birthday present again. That's good. Like, that's it. Did Off your, the table. Think about all that stress. This no, this is just me really wanting to join. Right. So I was like, think about how, you know, how much stress I'm saving you, you know, or, it's you good. know, anxiety. Like, well, what am I going to get? Anything. Time. Always know that you can just give me a card that says, have fun at Wilshire. Remember your fucking present. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Have fun at Wilshire. Would you do that? I mean, I said, I'm mm. trying. I'm really, I'm pushing hard. Dave, I'm in. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Never again. Or you don't I'll have put, to give I'll, put any five, I'll put in five grand. <laughs> Leave me out there. It'd yeah. be great because, yeah, anyway. Dude, it's been so great having uh, you. Pl- what a pleasure. I'm so excited to play golf with you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I'll be scrambling around wearing my glasses out there. See right. that in the wardrobe. See, now I have to wear glasses. It's thrown off my hat. Game. Oh no! Wait, why? Because the right eye. Well, yeah, the right eye. You know, so now I gotta go. Now I go. Gla- so do I go glasses see, and great hair? Can you see hair? me with your right eye? Yeah, you're blurry. Whoa! So I've tried to play golf without it. So, so check this out. If I'm making eye contact with your right eye, is it not as cool for you as if I make eye contact with your left eye? I mean, no. That you can't tell. I can't tell. <laughs> I can't tell. Because they uh, say you're not supposed to switch eyes during eye contact. Have you heard that? Really? When you when you look at someone and go like this, that's not a good thing. Really? Even yeah. in acting, I felt like I've done that. It's similar to, you know when you shake an agent's hand and they do this to you? Have, have you seen the agent shake? Hey, man, good to see yeah. you. Yeah. The turnover? Sorry, I cracked your yeah, wrist. Yeah, yeah. Well, wrist surgery. Sorry. I know, I'm fragile, bro. Did that hurt? No, it didn't hurt. I cracked. But you know when they turn your hand over? Yeah, yeah. That's like top dogging. Shit. And so the eye thing is, I've heard that. Really? Yeah, so now I'm like really uncomfortable making eye contact with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Follow Dave on Instagram. Is that where you're most active, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's that you, I guess you could tell me what it is. This is, uh, I follow you, but I don't at know. At Dave underscore animal. Underscore. Yeah. You're welcome. Check him out. Check out. When does Yellowstone come out? 
Uh, June 20th, actually soon. Fuck. Yeah, we get to go to the premiere, uh, I think, Tuesday. Awesome, I'm free. Cowboy. Yeah, I love it. (laughs) Crazy for real sure, bro. (laughs) Yeah, check out Dave. Obviously, he's a great guy. And um, thank you so much, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Appreciate it.